What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I am your host, Mitchell Manis, and uh, Jack is also here. Hello, everyone. Big day today. Big today. A lot of information, a lot of analysis will be thrown your way today. We have our NHL Return to Play preview show, um, and we brought in the two most qualified NHL experts that we know. Um, cause I, I, Jack and I obviously could not give you guys this information. So we brought in, Yourself. we brought in our, yeah. Okay. You want to contribute? <laughs> you want to, no. you want to dub yourself an NHL expert? No. Um, <laughs> anyway, we have, uh, Mr. Alex Templin, uh, coming on his back to back episode. How you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me again, guys. Excited to talk. talk. Always a pleasure. Yeah, and we have Mr. Francis Carter. How you doing today, sir? What's up? I'm good. I can't wait. I'm excited. Excited to get going here. Uh, Frankie developed a lot of uh, content for us on the Instagram page. So if you haven't seen that already, um, you can listen to that. I mean, you can read that. Listen um, to the picture. <laughs> listen to the listen picture. To the po- listen to the post. <laughs> you can yeah. read that uh, as you're listening before, after, uh, he put a lot of work into it, a lot of, uh, analysis and whatnot. Um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of information there. You should definitely check that out at hogline podcast. Um, yeah. So today, obviously we're going to be talking about the NHL. They returned today after 129 days of, uh, not, not playing because of the coronavirus, obviously, but they are back in uh, about a week and a half. So August 1st looks to be the day when everything will be kicking back off. And I'm just going to go over, you know, what's going to, what's going to happen. Obviously it's a little bit different this year. You know, I mean, the game's going to be the same. I feel like baseball made a little bit more of adjustments like to the actual rules. Um, But, you know, in terms of the actual play, it's generally the same. Just the format is going to be a little bit different. Um, the NHL decided on two hub cities. It's going to be Toronto for the Eastern Conference and Edmonton for the Western Conference. Um, initially, I, I thought that was just a good idea because I, I don't know the exact numbers of the coronavirus, but I don't know about you guys, but I feel like just Canada is just better. So yeah, I feel sure. like there's less cases yeah. for it. Also, the, it's the hockey mecca of the world. It's good, you know what I'm saying? All, a lot of the players are from – most of the players are from Canada. So, I mean, I feel, I feel like that was the best choice it was to make the two hub cities in Canada. Yeah. And I feel like that was pretty pretty widely understood that it probably would be in Canada once the like the, the restart plans started coming into, into fruition. So Exactly. So I, I mean right away I, I thought like it was that that was a great idea that they that they, you know, came to agreement upon. Um yeah, so twelve teams from each conference made it. So, you know, only a handful of teams are not gonna be continuing playing, similar to the NBA. Um, the one through four seeds will not be playing, I guess, in a series per se, uh, to start things off. They're going to be playing in a round robin style, you know, couple games against the other top four teams. And that will determine their seeding going forward in the playoffs. And then the five through 12 teams will be playing in a best of five series, best of five, I guess they're calling the qualifying series. Um, Obviously, the five will play the 12, the six will play the 11, the seven play the 10, and the eight will play the nine in each conference. And for those games, the playoff, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm reading your post correctly, uh, Frankie, that the playoff overtime rules will be 
will apply to those games, and then the regular yeah. season ones will apply for the one through four. Yeah, so basically the round robin games, the one through fourth seed in each conference, they are like regular season games, and it's it's like a youth hockey tournament. That's something like me and Temple would have been in. You know, you play, you have like your own division. Really, you play each team in your division. The best records won the second, but you know, but and then the tiebreaker. So say two teams go two and one in that round robin. The tiebreaker is by regular season points. Right. So so it's not yeah. That is the one thing I don't love about this whole format is the round robin. I mean, think about the, being like the Bruins. You had the by far and away the best team throughout the the regular season this year. Really, not even that close. And all of a sudden, say they lose one game versus the Capitals and Flyers in the round robin. Next thing you know, they're a three or four seed. Maybe they're playing the Penguins in the first round. You know, what I'm and that whole really regular season is kind is kind of washed. And in reality, like teams like Washington and Philadelphia, who still could get the number one seed in the in the uh, in the conference really had no shot of catching the Bruins this year. So I feel like that's a little unfair to them, but I mean, it, I mean, it definitely makes sense, but you know, obviously you can't do it perfectly. Like, you know, you can't set this up perfectly, but I think this is the best way to do it. But that is the one part where I'm a little, I mean, I'm not mad about it, obviously, but it, I mean, it's just the one thing that has seemed that it's like a little unfair, I would say. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So if, if anyone doesn't know the, the regular season overtime is uh, a three on three and then the playoff is five on five until there's a winner. Uh, so that's a difference in the, the, the distinction between those two. Um, other than that, that, I mean, that's generally it. Uh, once the round Robin and the qualifying best of five are over, the remaining teams will be reseeded and there will just be a regular um that, that, that would be eight teams left and there would be the regular eight team playoffs for conference. And then from there, it would be a best of seven series. I got a question for him for both of them. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so I feel like more than any other sport, I, I personally feel like hockey uh, feeds off the energy that the team, like they feed off the fans and the energy in the stadium more than any other sport. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted to know, like, Teams who have great uh, home ice advantage, um, I mean, it's not going to feel like home ice because there's no fans. They're not going to feel off the crowd's energy. So, like, what teams do you think are going to be most affected by not playing in front of their home crowd? I think there's a – I mean, obviously, it's going to be the same for everyone. And there's some teams with with a better uh, home ice advantage. Um, but, you know – when the guys are playing, you know, they feed off each other's energy. And, you know, if there's that, that big hit or that, you know, goal, the, the players feed off. They feel their own momentum. Uh, the fans the fans definitely add to it uh, in, a, in a regular setting. But uh, I don't think it's it's too big of a factor, really, because, yeah, like I said, uh, the players, they know how to play, and they'll feed off each other. I mean, I – I mean, I know I agree. I don't think it's too big of a factor, but I do think it changes things a little bit. I mean, think about, I mean, hockey is, I'd say, the one sport in the world where you can, somebody who doesn't know anything about the sport can watch the game and see one team completely outplay the other team, but that team can still lose. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's a weird game in that sense. Yeah. And, it, and say you're just in one of those games, and so say you're just dominating a team, and then you go down 2 nothing early or something, you know, and then you're, but you're at home, and then you get like a couple chances. Your crowd's getting louder, you know, as the game goes on. I mean, that right. does help. That gets you going a lot. Um, it's 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 weird. It's re- no, that I think that it, it's definitely going to have a factor. I think, and I I don't like. I, it's hard to say how that is going to impact these teams. I think for 
for a young, I mean, you, veteran teams, I mean, think about all, like the Penguins and the Capitals. You, they're playing in front of a sold-out cl- crowd every single night for the past yeah. 10 years. All of yeah. a sudden, it's completely empty, you know? But maybe for a younger team like a, like a, the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Oilers, it's a little bit less pressure. It feels like the game feels a little bit looser and skilled teams like that are, have a sort of an advantage. So you don't really know how it's going to impact. It's definitely going to have an impact, but you don't know how until the games actually start. But may, I mean, maybe it won't. I mean, it's still the same game, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Like what you just said, how um, a team can like clearly outplay another one, but still lose. That's just a testament to the, like the unpredictability of hockey. Sure. And I, like, it's always the most unpredictable playoffs and the, probably the most exciting playoffs of all the four major sports. Um, like last year, the Pens were better than the Islanders and got sure. swept. And then obviously sure. same with like the Lightning. They were the best regular season in NHL history, got swept in the first round. Like that, never you would never see it in their sport. And um, I mean, yeah, under these circumstances this year, it makes it even more unpredictable. So yeah, Exactly. That's why I don't even want to be give crazy. It. I think it's going to be crazy. That's why I'm nervous to give my prediction. Cause <laughs> we were bad last year. Oh, my God. I have no idea how it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in, a, in a regular year, when St. Louis goes from last place in late January um, to winning it, if that happens in a regular season and then you mix in all this coronavirus, uh, you know, realignment and whatnot then you can't you can't you can't uh you know hold yourself to uh you can't criticize or too much yourself too much with a with a bad prediction because literally anything can happen as we just said no yeah for sure for sure um this is kind of like a general sports question but i guess it kind of pertains to this i saw a video on twitter yesterday of josh bell hitting a double and there it seemed to be crowd noise like pumped into the in the play and it was just kind of weird and I just wanted to know what you guys think of that I mean I think baseball just did that during an exhibition game just to kind of see what it would be like um I don't know is hockey doing that do we know I'm not sure I'm not sure not sure either Uh, I did hear that in uh in baseball I saw I saw a few other teams too in their air squad games do that uh doesn't sound like too unordinary um I definitely don't think – I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, like I said. But I don't know if it's necessary, but you know, I don't think it's the worst thing if they do that. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. I don't think the, I don't think the Florida Panthers are going to be you – know, <laughs> have the place bumping with crowd noise. Yeah, that would be hilarious if they were the loudest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another, Sorry, oh, go ahead. Uh, no, another thing I wanted to bring up too is – I mean, obviously, the regular season and the postseason, it's, they're different. You know, the game, this feel of the games are different. But to say that the regular season does not have an impact on the postseason, I do not think it's true. I mean, if you look at the teams in history that have won, it is, it, it is those teams that get rolling towards the second half of the year. Like that month right before the playoffs, the teams that are playing the best usually end up going to the conference finals of the Stanley Cup. And then now everything's halted for that long. So, I mean – so like the Flyers, they were the hottest team in the NHL for the past two months. Their momentum was completely stopped. So how does it, I mean, is that going to, are they going to come back with that same energy, with that same power that they were playing with before? I, I mean, it's hard to do. Maybe they do, but I don't know. I mean, you think about like a team like, I mean, the Capitals, they were really struggling right before the, that halt stopped. Now, maybe that's good for them. Maybe they come back and are, because they started off the year as the best, one of the best teams in the league. So maybe they come back, pick that up again, you know, I, you just have no idea. Like that whole momentum of the year was halted. So it, it 
and that does have an impact going into the playoffs. So that's another, I think that's another important factor to consider. You're right. I mean, four, four months is just a lot of time. Um, so you're right. The, the fl- teams like the Flyers could definitely be negatively impacted and it could definitely help teams that weren't, you know, firing on all cylinders going into what would have been the normal playoffs in, in, a, in April. Um, all right. So I guess we can get into it uh, unless there's anything else you guys want to talk about, but we can go into uh, each series. You guys can talk about, you know, who has a disadvantage and advantage in certain areas and just, um, you know, how you, how you guys see it playing out. Um, so what do we want to do first? Let's do, um, we'll just start with the, oh, actually, you guys want to talk about the, the round robin teams first or the playoffs? You guys, what do you guys yeah, we'll, yeah, we, we talk about the round robin teams. Start the top. All right. All right. So we'll start with the Boston Bruins then. Um, you know, best record in the league. Uh, obviously made the Stanley Cup last year and fell a little short. Um, what do you guys think about Boston? Um, obviously, uh, Pasternak, unbelievable year. Uh, Marchand and Bergeron make up that first line. Uh, low scoring there. Um, and they, they they have great offense. Uh, defense, they, they take care of their, their own end. Uh, rely heavily on that first line for scoring. But uh, I'm not really saying that uh, is a bad thing. Uh, they still have good depth scoring, you know, Richie DeBrusk, uh, Charlie Coyle. And they always play a hard-nosed brand of hockey, uh, which is just perfect for playoffs, and we've seen that. They're, they're there every year, um, the contenders every year. Uh, they were first in goals against this year. Um, another good year from Rask. Uh, they might split the goaltending duties uh, between Rask and Hawak, uh, which, is, which is very unusual for Rask, but... Um, I, I could see I could see other teams following that just like a just like a regular season. We saw a lot of a lot of teams split the goaltending duties, uh, but not really much to say that they were definitely the best team in the East. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got. And a great power play, of course. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, there's not you can't say much bad about this team. I mean, they're that they were far and away the best team in the league throughout the year. Um, I mean, a couple of things that they did struggle against the other round robin teams didn't beat Tampa Bay this year, one and two against the Capitals, one and two against the Flyers. So they actually going into the round robin, they have the worst record against other round robin teams compared to everybody else that is playing. Um, and yeah, and I, I mean, I had this on the, I said this on the post on that's on the Highline Instagram um, that teams that lose in the Stanley Cup final almost never make it back the next year. It really, really rarely happens. And I mean, I think the Bruins are, in terms of roster, if you look at their team on paper, it probably looks like the best team in the league. But if you ask me to make a Stanley Cup pick, I'm, I, the Bruins probably wouldn't be my team, to be completely honest. But, I mean, there's, there, there is not much to dislike. And I think their Stanley Cup window is starting to close a little bit. I mean, maybe they have this year, next year, maybe one after that. But uh, I, don't see, I don't see it with the Bruins this year. I, I think they're really good, but I'm not, not feeling it. not feeling it. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the the round robin, the the games can really you know impact things because it, it, it's a difference between playing. If you drop down to four, you play a team uh, like like Pittsburgh, but if you're if you're the one seed, you get to play a team like I don't know Columbus or or maybe you know. I mean or maybe even Montreal upsets Pittsburgh and you get to play. You know, you've really no idea. And I feel right. like out of every team in the NHL, the Bruins were the. I feel like this playoff format 
and the NH the, the halt to the NHL season hurt the Bruins more than anybody else. Because now they're they won they had the President's Trophy for the, for the most points in the regular season in the NHL. That's washed away if they lose two round robin games now. It doesn't matter. You know they they're not the number one seed if they do that. So I feel like this this format hurts them and uh, yeah. So that that's mostly the reason why I'm, I'm not I'm not too high on the Bruins going into the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Um, the next team is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, obviously, we just you know briefly discussed what what happened to them last year. Uh, do you guys think that this year could be a little different for them? I mean, it seems like they always are kind of in the same boat of they they never can get it done, but they you know have regular season success and a little bit of playoff success, but they you know just can't quite make it there. So, what do you could this year be different? What do you guys think? Um. I yeah for sure I think it definitely could be different I mean they're one of the most skilled teams in the league and I feel like a team like the Lightning that does have that much skill and has is kind of I don't want to say top heavy but has a few superstars like Victor Hedman's a top three defenseman in the league Nikita Kucherov was MVP last year Steven Stamkos had the second most goals throughout the decade of the 2010s decade so I mean a team like that has the ability to I feel to just come back and just flip the switch and get going right away and I think that Columbus team they lost to last year was a little bit underrated. I mean, the head team was not bad at all. I mean, they had some good players on the Columbus team. Um, I mean, the Tampa Bay swept the regular season series with Boston, swept the regular season series with the Flyers, Got didn't beat the Capitals this year. But, I mean, that's two teams they, that they're playing in the route, Robin, that they haven't lost to this year. Um, and, you know, and you do see this a lot in sports where teams do have a disappointing playoff run. And then the next year, you know, they they go far. I mean, think about like Virginia when they lost to the 16th right. next year. I mean, I could really see something similar happening with the Lightning this year. But the only the only reason I hesitate to say that though is because I picked the Lightning to win last year. Then they didn't even win a playoff game a game in the playoffs. So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, they've definitely taken the title as one of those teams that that chokes really. And um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it's different this year. Maybe that that break helped them. Maybe the format helps them. But I don't. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah, you don't want to uh, underestimate a revenge tour. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love myself a revenge tour. Yeah, a lot of people, um, a lot of people shied away from picking Virginia the, the uh -huh. second year uh -huh. where they didn't, they went all the way. Um, you don't want to let recency bias, you know, sway you. But yeah, right. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I think it's maybe a little frozen, but yeah, we'll he is. For, yeah, <laughs> if, but if, if you look at the Vegas odds though for going into the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Lightning and the Bruins are tied with the best. So there, there's. So, I mean, in Vegas, they know. They know. Vegas always knows. So. Right. All right. Um, any anything to add on uh, Tampa Bay, or do you guys want to move on to Washington? I'll, I'll, I can add one more thing about the Lightning. I mean, see, the thing is, people. I mean, now they have probably have the label as NHL trippers, like the team that's never able to win the championship, even though they have a great roster every year. But if you look at 2018, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. 2017, I believe. No, they were 2016. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals. 2015, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, they do have a history of winning a couple of rounds. It's not they just can't get over the hump like the to win the big prize. But it's I mean, they they definitely have the capability to win a few series with uh, for sure. Yeah, no, I don't doubt their their ability to get hot. I mean, yeah, like you said, they have the talent to do so. All right, so we will move on to the current three seed in the Eastern Conference, the Washington Capitals, Frankie's Washington Capitals. Sure. Um, what do you think, Frankie? And 
uh, you think this is the year that they can uh, get back to the cup? Um, I, I, I'm the, I'll be honest, I do not think so. Um, their defense is pretty weak. They give up a lot of easy goals. Their, um, their coaching has been a problem all year. I mean, they've had stretches where they look like the best team in the NHL. They've had moments where they look like the best team in the NHL. Then there's other stretches where they, they're really, really struggling. But, uh, I mean, Brady, Braden Holby did not have a great year. They can't keep the puck out of their own net. Um, and, I mean, they had one good playoff run. But other than that, really, they are not that successful of a franchise in the postseason. Um, and I don't think this is the coach that that changes that narrative. So, I, I'm not really – I, I, I think they're really good. I think they could definitely make a little bit of a run. But, I, I don't know. I'm not too high on them. Frankie is a pessimistic pessimistic fan here. Uh, yeah, no, I I know, I know. <laughs> I wish I could say I was. I mean, maybe they. I mean, this, see, the only thing that makes me consider them, uh, I think they're definitely a contender. But uh, at the beginning of the year, they started off absolutely on fire. That was their best stretch of the year. Was like the first few weeks of the season. So maybe it's a similar. If they go on a similar stretch where they come back and start off that hot again, because they are one of those teams, kind of similar to the Lightning, that have that much skill on their offense. Or these and a lot of veteran guys where they, they have the ability to just flip the switch and they look they're in there and they look fantastic. But um, I don't know. I guess we'll, I mean, you get to, we'll, we'll see it play out. I mean, I don't know if that's going to happen. And my problem is I don't, I don't see the coach getting them to that point where that, where he allows that to happen. So, but yeah. All right. So Frankie, you focused on the defense and uh, I agree, agree with everything you said there. Uh, what was a few for old P, um, but you know, I look for him to rebound in the playoffs, rally around him. But uh, he does have good playoff statistics. His career statistics, the playoffs are very good. Yeah, as as for the offense, uh, it's still still elite. They get scoring from their top nine. All their top nine guys score. Uh, I like how the fourth line plays too. Uh, they were second second goals for this year. The the thing the thing about the Caps that is just really odd to me this year is their power play is just just average. Yeah, their power play. Yeah, it's like the really, first year in the Ovechkin era, it hasn't been average. Yeah, it's really, really never used to to seeing that. So, um, and then they're they're middle of the pack in goals against, like you said, like they, they they let up a few soft ones and they have some defensive lapses, but uh, you know they they still have the team that's gonna win win around. You don't, don't and obviously don't be surprised if they're winning, making it to the conference finals. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Like they're a win around kind of team, you know. Maybe make a noise. Maybe go to like a seven game series in the second round or something like that. But I mean, I, I obviously I don't obviously don't know that much. Uh, I don't know who leaves teams and whatnot. But do they have they have the generally same core from what they had when they won two? Oh, years for ago? sure. Yeah. Oh, right. for sure. So I mean, that's got to count for something, right? They've all it, uh, yeah, definitely. A little bit of a different structure, though. I feel like there's the style of hockey they play is not as good as it was back when they won, and I think that was because of Barry Trotz. Right, Reardon is just like, yeah, he's too like laid back. You know what I'm saying? Like he kind of he just, doesn't, he doesn't. I mean, the the Cavs get to just have three scored on them in a minute, and Reardon will still be standing there yeah. with a straight face. But the thing is, though, they can also score three on you in a minute. So you know, like that's why they're. No, yeah, yeah, I'm just talking about Reardon. No, I know. Yeah, no, 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 I know. What he's you he's stoic and he's yeah. not doesn't really look like he has the energy. Yeah, he does not. He looks like he's literally asleep on the bench at the time, and he's also very bold. So. He's not bald, but he he should be bald at this. He's point. getting there. He's shiny. If you're bald, it makes you a bad coach. It does. It does. <laughs>
All right, we'll move on to the last team in the uh, round robin seeding group. Uh, we've got the Philadelphia Flyers. Obviously a great year for them. Uh, like you guys mentioned, they were very hot down the stretch. And uh, what do you guys think? I hope they don't go very far because then there'll be a lot of uh, bandwagon Flyers <laughs> fan around here. Yeah, yeah everyone will all, all of a sudden start to care, yeah. They, they so, already did. They're doing the raid. My God, the Flyers fans are the loudest people in the world. <laughs> So the Flyers came out of the gates, uh, you know, not, nothing crazy. They were – they looked pretty average out of the start of the season, I would say. Uh, and then, like you said, really picked it up down the stretch. Uh, we're super hot. And uh, by a breakout year from Travis Konechny, that was huge. Uh, Sean Couturier continuing, you know, his good offense production. I love Sean Couturier. I love him. Yeah, as well as a Selkie candidate every year. And then, uh, you know, still Voracek and Giroux, veterans uh, on this team at this point. Uh, good addition. Kevin Hayes uh, scored 23 for him this year. And Carter Hart. Uh, looks, legit. He's legit. Looks like uh, he's the, the franchise goalie the Flyers have been waiting for uh, since. 1975? Since right? Ron Hextall, I would say. <laughs> um He'll get his first taste of playoff hockey. Um, uh, you know, the Flyers defend very well. I, I wouldn't say they're as physical uh, as, like, the Flyers of old that we're used to saying, but, you know, they defend well, and, and they also get a nice scoring touch. So, uh, a lot of, a lot of in, not much playoff experience on this roster. Uh, it's, they're now fielding a young roster, but uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I think, I think they, uh, they can get around. Uh, I don't really see them making a deep run just for the inexperience they have. But, uh, yeah, they, def they definitely have a, a team that's well-suited for this. Yeah, I think this similar to the Bruins. I said, I, I think the Bruins are – that this break in this format is going to have the most negative impact on the Bruins. I think the Flyers might be number two just because, as you mentioned earlier, Mitchell, how they were just so hot down the stretch. They were building up so much momentum heading into the playoffs. I mean, once the year ended, they were one point behind the Capitals, and the Capitals were not playing good hockey, and the Flyers were playing the best hockey that they were all season. So if that's if the season continued, I think the Flyers probably would have end up ended up winning the Metropolitan Division. And I feel, and then so then think about that. So the Flyers win the division, get a Rangers or a Hurricanes team in the first round, and then it's Capitals Penguins in the first round as like the two three seed. You know, I feel that that's such an advantage for them in the playoffs. Um, so, and then they new coach this year, too, Elaine Vigneault. He coached the Rangers to the Cup with the um, – what year is that? 2014, I believe? I think yeah, 2013 or 14. Yeah. And then he also coached the Bruins – or the Vancouver Canucks to the Cup when they lost to the Bruins in a game seven. And But other than that, I mean, he – so Elaine Vigneault coached Vancouver for a very long time. Vancouver had a lot of success during the regular season, had won a few presidents trophies for best regular season record and lost in the first round a lot. He lost in the first round two times after winning the President's Trophy. So, I mean, he's, he's had some good runs, but he's also had some – he's also fell short a few times as a coach. And, I mean, this is his first first run with the Flyers, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but I do like this team. I think they're headed – they're going to be – I feel that they're going to be good for a long time if they keep this structure and this style. And they got a lot younger this year, so, yeah, so we'll see. What happened to Shane Goss' man? He is – he's in the AHL. No, I don't even know. He's been a healthy scratch, though. I was yeah, at his he, first NHL game I, he, that he played. I was there. Did, uh, did he not lead defenseman in scoring when he was a rookie? Uh, no, he did for sure. And he was um, – uh, 
he had it was like a 22 game point streak or something like ridiculous as a defenseman. Wow, he's just uh, like he has he's had some good seasons, but yeah, had some average seasons. He's so inconsistent. He has some good games too. Game I haven't heard in a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously, yeah. I mean, he's had some good games. Like, sometimes you watch him, he passes the alley. You can know nothing about the sport and be like, that, that guy looks like he's really good. But, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, we will move on to the actual qualifying series. Uh, we got four in each conference. Um, we'll start – I mean, we'll start we'll, – we'll finish our uh, discussion of the Eastern Conference, then we'll just go all out with the West. Um, but we'll start with Pittsburgh and Montreal, 5-12 matchup. Um, did uh, what was I gonna look at? I was gonna reference the post that you made. Uh, so yeah, it looks like according to what you wrote here, the Penguins have won two out of the three games that they've played so far yeah, in the season. Yes. Um, yeah. So there's that. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, no, what do you think here? Oh, Ted, Ted, Ted go first. Here's your, this is your squad. Um, yeah, Frankie. So you were saying who benefits and who doesn't benefit from uh, this format. Uh, I would put the Pens uh, in as a big beneficiary of this yep. format. Absolutely, absolutely. They avoid. Well, I wouldn't say avoided the round robin because that that is the top four teams. But uh, this, I think, they're in a great spot. Uh, what I, in short, uh, if they lose a series, that would just. So, It'd be very disappointing. Go get the number one pick. Yeah, but uh, they should definitely win this series. Uh, I mean, I can't say enough about the job Mike Sullivan did this year. The, the Pens battled injuries all year and maintained a playoff spot. Uh, then they went out, added Jason Zucker, uh, Connor Sheary, and Patrick Marleau. Oh, God, they added Zucker. Man. Um, and then Gensel's return cements a, a great top six. Uh, you're basically uh, – replacing Dominic Simone with Jake Gensel. Um, and then a versatile third line, I'd say, uh, Hornquist, McCann, and Marlowe. Um, and then I remember last year when we were doing this, uh, I said that the Islanders had the best fourth line in hockey, and we talked about what an advantage that is. I'm going to say the Pens have the best fourth line in hockey this year. Uh, Tanev, Aston Reese, and centered by Bluger, uh, they're just – they're a shutdown fourth line. Uh, they don't have crazy offensive numbers, but, you know, a decent – You don't need to as a fourth line. Though. Yeah, great great penalty killers. I mean, they were the third line. The The Pens were so injured this year. They were they were the third line all year, and the fourth line was AHLers, and, and they were just excellent all year. Um, and then – yeah, what I, what I was getting at uh, when I start when I started this, yeah, the, they, the Penguins weren't great down the stretch, but, you know, you get a fresh restart, and – um, obviously, you know, I don't want to take the Canadians lightly, um, but it should be like a, a tune-up uh, if everything goes right. Um, I think this was the, the, the best-case scenario for the Penguins. Um, interested to see what what they choose in net. Uh, I would yeah, would you, uh, you think they're going Jari? I think they have to go Jari. I would, I would definitely lean towards the all-star Jari. Uh, had a great first full season uh Murray Murray doesn't really I don't really see Murray having the pedigree that you know some people make him out to do make him out to have excuse me um he had those his two Stanley Cups as a rookie which you know sounds great to say but you know since then we haven't seen that same production from Matt Murray so I'm definitely leaning for Tristan Jarry 
to start this series for the Penguins. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of people that I've heard have, uh, you know, questioned because why is a team like Montreal even in in this kind of thing? Um, watch, watch, watch me say that, and they, they, they're three zero. Something stupid, like something stupid like that. I feel like is gonna happen though. And yeah, it's I don't bound think to the happen. Penguins losing, but you know, the, yeah. the Montreal was thirty one, thirty one, and nine this year. Um, they are not much to say about them. They're a five hundred team, and yeah, that's what they really are. I, they had, I think, they had an eight game winning streak, and then maybe a, a nine or ten game losing streak to add to that. So they're just a five hundred team. They're streaky, like I said. They're lucky to be in the playoffs, and I'm sure they would like uh, to have a 12.5% chance at that first pick. Yeah, definitely. I saw – so Sportsnet – or Hockey Night in Canada is what they – it's like every Saturday night in Canada. It's like kind of like Sunday night football league, but in Canada. And then they, had, they tweeted out – 10% to me, actually. It said, the Canadians are treating the qualifier against the Penguins like a real playoff series. That was the headline. Are you kidding me? That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. I hope they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it is. Like, it is. And we didn't really, we didn't really preface that with the draft. Um, for oh, true. Yeah, we did not. No. Um, Detroit was uh, by far the first, the the worst uh, team in the NHL this year. Uh, I wouldn't say they deserve. No one really deserves to win the lottery, but you know they. Needed, they really needed it, um, but what ended up happening was they got – they did not win the lottery, and the first overall pick is going to go to a placeholder team. So there are – there's going to be all teams – how many – 16 teams playing in the – in this – Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, there's going to be eight losing teams, and all eight of those losing teams are going to have a 12.5% chance at the top pick. So that's – it's a huge, huge consolation prize for one of those losers. It makes no sense. It, I mean, I love it, but it makes no sense. <laughs> right. Well, are they going to do, like, another drawing for that? Yeah. That gonna yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah. Say, the Peng- say the Penguins do lose the series, though, somehow. Say, like, the Montreal – because the five-game series, I mean, the players aren't used to that. That's something they haven't, you know, went through at a professional level. And say the, so the say Montreal comes out, has a good game one, wins – Carey Price steals a game two. You're, you know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, it's two nothing. Montreal needs one more in, in three games. And, the, and then, so say the Penguins, I don't think, I really don't think they're going to, but say the Penguins do lose. Next thing you know, they got a 12% chance of getting a number one pick. And then the guy who's coming out this year is Alexis Lafreniere. He's a, he's going to be a generational talent. He's one of the best number one picks to come out in the last couple of years. So. It's kind of confused me, though, because the Penguins don't, people have been saying that. You know, we'll, you know, we'll see, you know, Pens get upset and we'll see Lafreniere next to Crosby. But they, Pens don't have a first-round pick. So what would happen then if they got – I mean, I guess it would go to uh, Minnesota or whoever holds that pick. Okay. I hate – dude, they better not go to Minnesota. Talk about, the most, <laughs> talk about the most average franchise in sports history is the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, that, <laughs> they're My so, God. like, nonchalant. Yeah. Nobody – literally, they first so round they're so boring. It, like, you don't even, it hurts. And that, that's another hockey too, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's right. embarrassing. <laughs> All right. If you guys don't have anything else to say about the Pittsburgh Canadians uh, series, move on to Carolina and uh, the New York Rangers. I'm six, so excited. I'm so 6-11 excited. 6-11 matchup. Uh, this is fantastic. This is an interesting one. So, 
I mean, I, the Rangers beat the Canadians every single game this year. Typically, you know, farewell against Carolina. I said Canadians, my bad. Carolina. Um, yeah, what do you guys think? Rangers, young team, uh, you know, had an MVP candidate on their team. They, uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? I have, a bold, I have a bold prediction for this series, and I'm not going to say it right now. I'm going to say it later once we get to our Easter Conference final and, uh, and Stanley Cup prediction. So that'll give you – that's the clue. Yeah. <laughs> this series is so close to me, and I was literally – I was struggling who to take in this one. It is so hard. Canadians' offense is underrated. It's really good. Sebastian Ajo, point per game. Um, Svechkinov, point per game. Uh, Taravine and point per game. That's three guys on your roster that, is, that are point per game, basically. I mean, some of them are a little bit under. That is well – that's above average. Most teams do not have that. I mean, and then Carolina's defense is so good. It is – they are so stacked. I mean, That'd they would be got the best core in the league. Easily, easily. It's not even – their seventh defenseman who's going to be a healthy scratch would be a, a, a number four defenseman on a, a few teams in the NHL for sure. I mean, Dougie Hamilton's coming back too. He was he had an unbelievable year. He probably he would have been a Norris candidate if he didn't get hurt early this year. I think he broke his leg, so he was out for a long stretch. But he's, yeah, yeah, he's coming back. They haven't so he was an all he would have been an all star. Would have been a Norris candidate for there's three of them. So that means he would have been a top three offensive <laughs> year this year. Jacob Slavin, another all star. Um, and then they added Sammy Vatnin and Brady Shea. Brady Shea from the Rangers actually at the trade deadline. And then they have Jake Gardner. I mean, this defense, I mean, it's it's so good. It's so good. I love their coach. Their power play and penalty kill this year was great. And then you talk about the Rangers. I mean, Panarin is a legitimate MVP candidate. You can make a, a really, really strong case that he should win it. I mean, Mika Zibanejad had he had the most goals per game in the NHL this year. He probably would have scored the most goals this year if he, if he wasn't hurt. And then you look at their defense. They have a really, really good young core. Um, Temp's boy, Temp's boy, uh, uh, D'Angelo, right? Yes. Tony D'Angelo? Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a great defenseman. And they got Adam Fox, another guy who could have been up for rookie of the year this year. And then they still have a vet, their veteran in net, Henrik Lundqvist. And if he's not playing well, they have, they got Shesterkin. That's his name. It's a fun, fun one to say. But he had a great year this year. So uh, this is a great series. I am so excited for this year. This is the series I'm most excited for. I have no idea how it's going, but um, my prediction is Carolina in five, even though the Rangers won every game this year against Carolina. Um, so, yeah, you, you covered pretty much everything there. Uh, the, the Canes, the Canes just play all all around good team defense, uh, and they really play good in every aspect of the game. Uh, like you said, uh, good special teams. They could score, led by their young studs, and the, the D is just outstanding. Uh, said Dougie was back. They also picked up uh, Vincent Trocek at the trade deadline. This I, year. So, I didn't even know they had him. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people look at this team and aren't uh, – not so much don't take them seriously, but I, I just think a lot of people don't really know how good this team is. I agree with that 100%. Because it's Carolina. Who cares about hockey in Carolina? And yeah, and then they they have good depth. You know, they've got the veterans like Jordan Stahl, the their captain. Um, and then yeah, added added to the defense. Did you say Sammy Vatnin? Yep, yep. Yeah, okay. And then Rangers. Uh, yeah, they score a lot of goals. Um, the goalies, their goalies were you know let out to dry at times uh, by some bad defense. Um, and 
I would just say the, the Rangers are, are pretty unexperienced coming into this. Sure, for sure. Obviously, you have, you know, Panarin, uh, very experienced, but um, and I, I think you said that the Rangers swept the season series against the Hurricanes, but they, did. they outscored them seventeen to nine this year, so almost doubled them. I and then yeah, they and then they also have uh, Gorgia, Gorgiev, in net. And then oh, I forgot about him. You can carry oh, an unlimited Sturkin, amount. Is even on the Rangers? He might be on the. He might be on. Sturkin, the, yeah, yeah, Igor. Okay. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were on Columbus because Columbus. Saw they have, yeah, where you have Shosurkin and Lundqvist, and you can carry an unlimited amount of goalies. So I mean, we might see, we might see three goalies. Uh, who knows? But I uh, definitely agree with you that I'm excited. I don't, I don't see this as as close as you do, just because the Rangers' defense. Uh, just it's a little weak. It's a little weak. Uh, the Rangers get some some great offense. From their defense, like you said, with Tony D'Angelo, Adam Fox, uh, and then they have their shutdown guys, Jacob Truba. But I just think the Kane, the Canes are just play such good defense. Uh, I think, I think the Rangers, whatever the goalie they use, I would say they have the goaltending advantage. I think Peter Mrazek and James Reimer are, are average goaltenders. Uh, I agree. Yeah, their goaltending is the weakest part of the team by far. Yeah, they benefit from that strong defense. I mean, we saw, we saw the. Uh, I mean, we saw Zamboni driver. We saw yeah, yeah. Zamboni driver against one of the best offenses of the league. So I mean, that's that's just the that's the main testament of how good their defense is. Uh, I have the Canes in four. Awesome. And so I mean, I, and I said this earlier. So the Rangers during the season outsc- outscored Carolina seventeen to nine, but the shots were one hundred sixty one to one hundred four in favor of Carolina. That means Carolina probably. I mean, obviously, I didn't watch every game, but it's just from that, it looks like they controlled the play of those games, which just ends up being the ones that they, you know, they fell short on. Maybe because of their goaltending, because their goaltending did struggle against the Rangers this year. But I just, th- I just think Carolina is, is just better right now. So, but, yeah. hockey is such a weird sport. Yeah, seventeen to nine goals, and then one sixty-one to whatever, I was whatever saying, you I just said. Shots. Yeah. Yeah. Your, what about you guys? Who you guys taking, Jack and Mitchell? I, I mean, I, Penguins pick either. We did, we. I'm taking Pens in four. Jack's taking the Rangers. I'm you taking the Rangers? I can't not take the Rangers. Temp knows. That's that's fair. You can take the Rangers. No, I mean it's. It they was, got they got my favorite player. Oh yeah, you're big Mika guy, right? Mika's advantage, Ed, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I this is, as I'm, I'm looking into it more and hearing you guys talk about it, I'm getting more and more excited for this particular series. Um, I don't know. I think I think Frankie and Temp may have swayed me with the with the Hurricanes. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. I, I think it, it just is a dumb logic, but I just feel like it would just be so random if the Hurricanes made like a deep run in the playoffs or something like that. Like, yeah. and they were in the conference finals last year too. I mean, they're they're a good playoff team. Like every time they've made the playoffs, they have they have at least made the conference finals in their franchise history. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. I wouldn't even call I, – I don't know. See, like, this is a little bit different, though, because I don't even know if I'd call this, like, a playoff series. I don't know. I mean, I guess kind of a playoff series, but right. – it's like So that all – all like, this – these play-in rounds count towards playoff, like, individual statistics. They do? As normal playoffs, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. No, I like that. I like that. For, for like, that works. Literally, though, if it was any other sport and I saw a team beat the team four times, I would be like, yeah. ah, like, I feel like they've <laughs> got to win. So, well, like – yeah, it's weird to like say the Hurricanes are going to win when you know. Yeah, I don't know. Going so, back to that too, last year, so it was Carolina Washington in the first round last year. 
Washington smoked Carolina every game in the regular season. Carolina won the series. It's kind of like a similar thing. So. Right. All right. So we'll move on to the next series. Another team, which it appears, which they swept the regular season series, but the Islanders and Panthers, the seven ten series. Um, if I'm reading another good one, another good one. It looks like the Islanders have won every game uh, three times. I believe they played. Um, yeah. What do you guys think here? I mean, I, I, you guys alluded to the fact that they, the Islanders had, you know, may have had the four, the best fourth line in hockey last season. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they still have, you know, one of the best, but uh, what do you guys think? Yeah. Tev, you start this one. Uh, yeah. Uh, Still one of the best fourth lines. Uh, not as much, not as much scoring production. And then uh, Cal Cal Clutterbuck, excuse me. Uh, he had a, a wrist injury, I believe. So, uh, yeah, took a, fourth line took a little bit of a hit there this season. Uh, and then uh, a, a good season for them. Um, they play they play a defensive brand of hockey. Uh, that's the Tross brand, I guess. Um, they don't give up a lot and they don't score a lot. Um, they added uh, Jean Gabriel Peugeot at the trade deadline. Good player, he's a really good player. First, second, and third for him. Uh, I think he's a yeah. I think he's a solid uh, third line center. Might be on their second line. I'm not sure, but uh, and then yeah, you said Mitchell. They swept the season series. Um, about they have about average special teams. Um, this is just this is a very unique matchup in this series. You know, you have the Islanders. Like I said, don't give up a lot, don't score a lot, and then you have the Panthers who are just just a just a fire wagon team. Uh, Every Panthers game is like eight seven, literally. It's yeah, yeah. They play they play eighties hockey, uh, led by Alexander Barkov and Jonathan Huberdeau, of course. Uh, two very underrated players, a great duo down there in Florida. Um, we yeah, we know that they could score, but the the question is, can they avoid those stakes? Those mistakes, excuse me, that into odd man rushes and in the back of their net and the other question how will Bobrovsky play um you know he after signing that seven year 70 million dollar contract this year uh he was shaky to say the least um you know and the team the the defense in front of him uh also wasn't great and let him out to dry a lot um and he doesn't have great playoff numbers he's he's tended to struggle in the playoffs last year or playoffs but last year um he was good uh beat the lightning um i have the panthers in five in this series uh i'm gonna bet on that offense um we're gonna agree on everything and be wrong on every single one because i agree with panthers. yeah probably that's gotta uh, have different predictions so I know. <laughs> uh yeah i i think the, the Islanders just – they just struggle to score too much, and, and they played a little sloppy down the stretch. Uh, you know, we have we have this delay and restart now, so we'll, uh, we'll see if they've shirt thing up. But uh, you know, I don't I don't love the Islanders this year. Um, I, I think the, the Panthers' offense uh, has something to prove in the playoffs now. And I said this earlier, Vegas never lies. Vegas always knows. If you look at Stanley Cup odds, the Panthers' odds are better than the Islanders' odds. So – I mean, that's, I think that's I think that says something, and it's easy just to look at all these series and just pick the favorite because obviously the favorite has been the better better team all year. But it, that's it's not that's not going to happen. Not every every favorite is going to or the, not every higher seed I should say is going to win their series. So, and I I think this is the one in the East that does not go that way. I mean, the the Panthers' offense is so stacked, under so underratedly stacked. 
I mean, they got Alexander Barkov. He's what would you say, Tim? Top five center. Yeah, and then top top five defensive player. That's yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's a he's a stud. And then they got Jonathan Huberdeau. He won Rookie of the Year a few years ago. He's a great player, over a point per game. They got Mike Hoffman, who can put the puck in the back of the net as good Sniper. as Sniper. Yeah, just a pure goal scorer. And then their depth is so good. I mean, they added Brett Connolly from the Capitals. Brett Connolly is one of my favorite Capitals ever. Absolute beauty. He's he's a really good player. Frank Vitrano, Noah Chari, who, who they got from the Bruins. He so he so Noah Chari was in the Stanley Cup last year. Brett Connolly was in the Stanley Cup the year before that. I think it's a really, really underrated forward group that nobody talks about because it's the Florida Panthers, and there's literally 20 people at their game. And maybe they'll be the team that's used to playing in an empty stadium because they're playing in an empty stadium every single home regular season game anyway. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, and, uh, and, then they're, and then if you look at their coaching too, Joe Quinville, he, he, he's got three Stanley Cups. I mean, Barry Trotz has won and has had not a lot of playoff success. Great coaching matchup. It's a great coaching matchup. But if you look at playoff success, I think you got to take Quinville, right? You have to. Oh, yeah. If recent, recently, I'd take Trotz in, in just terms of the past two years. Obviously, you'd take Trotz. But in terms of playoff success in history, you take Quinville. That's why, I, I mean, it's this is, this is another good series, but I think, I think the Panthers have it. Wow. All right. So, uh, both of the guys agree, Panthers and five. What's your uh, pick on that? I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just TJ, uh, uh, you know, influencing me but i think i'm going the islanders okay. i mean, for, I mean reverse, yeah. reverse tj influence i'm going the panthers <laughs> and also That's, what you said frankie i know the uh, the panthers they they're used to not playing in front of a crowd there are pictures of a panthers preseason game it looks like a game that me and temple played in it looks like there's like 20 <laughs> in i don't know though like i feel like when tj was a little bit younger he would be more like you know too optimistic and say like, oh, the Islanders are gonna go all the way. But I feel like as he's grown older, he's gone more. He's he's gotten more like honest with the team and himself. And like, if if he thinks they're gonna do well, he he says. If not, if not, he says no. He's convinced that this team, you know, can make a bit of a run. I think time. he's just maybe. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm I don't know. I, I I would say like like back like five years ago, I would say I wouldn't like. Uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna listen to you because I feel like you yeah. you you would you know you know be too optimistic but i think maybe he's playing it to the story of uh you know revenging the john Tavares leaving yeah probably the, the other thing i mean i disrespected the islanders last year i said the penguins were going to sweep them and the penguins got swept <laughs> and then i literally i disrespect the islanders all day and then so i mean you said earlier that they swept the panthers during the regular season they also beat the panthers in a playoff series a few years back too um right. i mean I, I mean i don't know how much weight that has but you know yeah, at the end of the day, what does anyone really know about any of this? Like anything can happen. Uh, exactly. <laughs> what if the Islanders come out and they look like they look like the 1980 Edmonton Oilers who are winning like well, six cups in seven years or whatever they won? I like what the Islanders have done since Tavares left. I mean, they've started up. Yeah, like, yeah. And they have a deep forward group, but they just don't have – and then Barzell, of course, is the best player, and he's a superstar. Um, he's he's going to be a superstar for sure. They just don't, oh, they don't have – they don't so have – they don't have the impact scores on offense that, you know, I could look at this team and say, like, I think they're going to win two or three series. I just I, – I don't see that. This is the classic offense versus defensive series. I'm just taking the offense in this one because I want to be fun, you know. Right. Bet the over. Yeah, just bet the over on that series for sure. All right. So we'll move on to the last Eastern Conference uh, series. We've got the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, this is the 8-9 matchup. 
And what do you guys think here? I mean, I'm, I'm looking at Frankie's thing right now. It looks he's got like a mix of – he went through the offensive advantage, defensive advantage, uh, coaching, special teams, and it looks like it's pretty even. Uh, what do you think, Temp? Uh, do, you, do you agree there? Or what do you guys think? Do you think this will be pretty even? Or what do you, what do you think? Yeah, uh, well, like Frankie said before, that Blue Jackets team from, from last year was underrated. And this one, certainly underrated. I mean, people picked them to finish, you know, close – close to last or last this year. And uh, that certainly is not the case. They stuck to sports style and overcame more adversity than anybody in the league. They lost three star players in the offseason last year, uh, Bobrovsky, Duchesne, and Panarin. Um, and nearly everybody on the team this year has has missed games due to injury. Uh, the, you know, a few guys at the top here, Luke Dubois and Gustav Nyquist, they weren't for the most part. Um, but they're they're definitely a defense first team. Uh, their two best players are defensemen uh, and Zach Wierenski and uh, Seth Jones. Great D, great. That's that's that is and an those, unbelievable one two punch on defense. That is so good. Yeah, they're, they're shut down defensemen and they also drive a lot of their offensive play. Uh, and like I said, with the tour style, they're they're a gritty team. They're gonna block shots. They're gonna finish checks. They're always gonna play hard. Um, they're outskilled in this series. Um, the Maple Leafs top six is as as good as it gets. Um, they also have two excellent offensive defensemen, um, but from there there isn't really much to say about defense. Yeah. Uh, this Leafs team is going to score a lot. And they're going to give up a lot. Um, Frederickson and Net he plays well when he has some support, and I think it's all about confidence for the Leafs. Uh, you know, this is a good this is good for them. They're not playing the Bruins. Um, you know, maybe they. Yeah. Maybe they can finally win a playoff series. Uh, uh, I have the Leafs in five. Um, yeah, you hit pretty much everything I wanted to say. I mean, I'd say Columbus maybe has a slight depth advantage, which though, I mean, which is huge in the playoffs. At first, don't even get me started to talk about Seth Jones. He is such a good hockey player, and he's beautiful, by the way. So don't even, he, he's a great player. Wierenski had, Wierenski had 21. 21 goals, 20 assists as a defenseman. He had 21 goals this year? Oh, my God. I think God. 20, 20 goals, 21 assists, or vice versa. As a defenseman, that, that is unheard of. And John Tortorella, she's probably going to win coach of the year this year. He's an, he's an absolute legend. There's a funny clip on him if you want us to talk about it. They're talking about how uh, – because it's an empty stadium, the microphones might pick up, like, the players cursing or something like that. And then some someone was interviewing him, and his, his response was so funny. He just doesn't care. He just wants to play hockey, and that's why I love him. But, um, yeah, but for sure, I think the Leafs have just so much skill. Leafs are my big – I think the Leafs are a big, big sleeper this year because they are young and have so much talent in, on their top six. They're another team I feel like that could just come back and just – it's like they haven't missed a beat. I feel like more than anybody, they're the team that just come – because they're so young. They're so skilled. I mean, Austin Matthews, well, he's going to go down as one of the greatest American hockey players ever. He could score – he could have seven goals in a five-game series. He really could. And I have I, I the Leafs in four. Wow. I forgot to mention in the beginning that these teams have only played twice and they split. So, uh, even there, um, yeah. I don't who know. Have, who you guys taking? I'm going to go with the Blue Jackets. Oh, I was going to say Leafs. Just to avenge TJ, to say John Tavares. Thank you. Thank you. I have that. Let me see if you can hear this clip. I have it up. Yeah, we can't hear it. Yeah, we can't. 
I'll send it to you guys on Twitter. It, it's it, it is so funny. It's like a classic all time. He's got a lot of funny ones. He's this guy. If you watch his interviews, he, he's got a, he curse. He likes cursing reporters out and stuff. So, yeah. rightfully so. Wow, a lot of good series in the Eastern Conference. Um, yeah, so we can uh, if if there's nothing else, we can we can go move on to the West. Um, I Which never conference? know as much about the West as I know about the East. Neither do I. Neither do I. Because you got like the Arizona Coyotes. You know, it just seems so far away. And nobody cares about them, so why would you ever know anything? What are you about? talking about, bro? We 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 bet on we bet on LA Kings Anaheim Ducks games at ten o'clock on Monday night. Yeah, and we lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how successful is <laughs> your hit right here? Yeah, yeah. You watch the West. No, I mean we watch it. I just don't. Literally, I'm looking at like the Predators roster. I'm like, they have it. I was they have him. I'm like, my God. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we'll start with the top. We'll start with the defending champion, St. Louis Blues. Uh, they came in when the stoppage of play occurred, they were number one. Um, what what is the word on the defending champs? Um, exactly the same team as they had last year. Probably maybe even a little bit more comfortable with the style that they were playing, and then that the style that brought them to a Stanley Cup. I mean, they've been the best team in the Western Conference all year. They they I love Craig Berube, their head coach. And he kind of – he's the perfect coach for the style that they play. They're big. They're physical. They don't give you anything easy. But at the same time, they can score. You know what I'm saying? If, they, if you do want to play a finesse game, they can do that. And uh, Vladimir Tarasenko hurt all year, leading goal scorer for the past few years for the Blues. He would have missed the rest of the year, I believe. Don't I, I don't know if that's exactly true, but he's coming back. He's at full health. And he had a great quote about playing, living in the hotels, playing hockey. He's like – He's really, really rushing. He can barely speak English. And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I don't need – he's like, I don't need resort. I just need bed food. And it's, it's funny. So, so, I love – I like the Blues. I think they're my favorite out of the West. Um, I think they should be the favorite in the West. I think Vegas odds, they have the third best odds to win the Cup behind the Blues – or, I'm sorry, the Lightning and the Bruins. But same team, great structure, play with a swagger that not other teams have. So, I, I like the Blues a lot. Um, I think the ad temp is mean, seems like it's pretty much the same as last year. Um, yeah, uh, they didn't do much at the trade deadline. Uh, so Tarasenko is their addition. Uh, and we, we saw how they set the tone in playoffs last year. They played physical, defensive. They grind out shifts in the offensive zone. That's how they score. They wear it down. They're just, they're so hard to play against. Um, and it's 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 awful hard to to pick against the Blues, especially in a seven game series because they beat you up too. They yeah. really beat you up. Yeah, that's, imagine, that's all. Yeah, that's all I really have. Uh, great power play for them. Uh, and I mean, yeah, the best they're the best team in the Western Conference all year, and they're adding their leading goal scorer and point getter back to the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. You can't say a single thing bad. There you go. Uh, all right, so the second team is the Colorado Avalanche. Um, Shref's team. Shref's team? Yeah. Yeah, he likes the abs. Why? Is there a particular reason? Because the abs yeah. are awesome, and they're young, and they're good, and they're fed. They're just they're one of the – I think they're the most fun team to watch nowadays. There's so much skill, so much speed. Take this one. No, you got – yeah, you got that. Yeah, that's all you. All right. Yeah, so, yeah, they're – Second uh, in the West this year, uh, they looked 
they looked like they could have been the best team. They battled some injuries. Uh, I believe they have everybody back now from injury. Uh, they got Rantanen back. Um, but it's been fun to watch this Avs team come together uh, the last uh, few years. Uh, they had the core of McKinnon, Rantanen, Landeskog, their captain. Uh, and now they add a dynamic offensive defenseman, Camel Carr, in the playoffs last year. Uh, he had his first full season this year. It's just unbelievable. Uh, he's in the Calder race, of course. Uh, added depth, uh, added top six in Burakovsky. Um, I forgot the, they added Burakovsky. Wow. And then, yeah, and then depth such as, you know, Kadri, Don Goy, uh, and they really – one run wild on offense, uh, fourth and goals for, uh, and they take care of their own end to fifth and goals against. And I, I don't know if there's another team top five in both. Um, but yeah, uh, last year the Avs were a breakout team and I probably would have called them a one line team last year. Um, but they showed they could play in the playoffs with that. And this year they come back with a much stronger roster. Uh, every, everything looks solid. Uh, it's just a good team all around. So, I, I like just about everything for the abs. Yeah, you hit it all. I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to add much. We'll, we won't spend too much time on them. I mean, last year they beat Calgary in the first round in a five games. I believe they beat them in five games, yeah. and then went to, on to San Jose, a veteran team that has had that has made a cup run before. And they took them, and they're and you know Colorado's still really young now. I mean, even last year they were even younger, and they took a really good San Jose team to a seven game series and lost on the road in San Jose which is one of the toughest buildings to win. So, um, I mean, and at the beginning of the year, I remember we were watching opening night. It was Capitals Blues. It was, um, and then people were making their Stanley Cup prediction. Before, and a lot of the experts were taking the Avalanche, a lot of them. So, and I, I like the Avalanche a lot too. So, yeah. yeah they have all the pieces. Uh, they, do. they do. Average power play this year for them. That's weird with, with all those. With all yeah, those, yeah. I mean, you, you – know. What do you think? So here's a good question, though. In the playoffs, what do you think is more important, having a good power play or a good penalty kill? They're both equally important. That's yeah. it. You need, yeah. you need you, both. You do need both. You do need both. Yeah. Dude, those huge. If you get a big kill, though, like a big penalty kill, that is huge. You know what I'm saying? Like at a key point. I think you might get. You might get. I don't know what's more important, but I think you might get more momentum off that big kill. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's true. All right, so we'll move on to the third team, the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, always an interesting team. It's Temp's team. Temp's team. Temp's Not really. Team. Is this your second team? Would you say the Knights are your second team? I'm, a, I'm just a fan of the game. I don't have a second team. Yeah, me too. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like when people do that. They're like, uh, well, yeah, I'm a Pens fan, but – uh, Knights, Knights are my second team. Blues are probably my third team. Any team that won in the past five years is like up there too. Yeah. You know, you see, you see someone, you see someone's Twitter bio. It's like New York Yankees, um, Boston Bruins. Yeah. Patriots. Golden State, Golden State Warriors, New England Patriots. Yeah. We're we're flirting close with my Twitter bio being Pittsburgh sports and Dak Prescott fan. That's fine, though. No, you're allowed to say that. That's not even bad. And you just, that is. You just make it do it. Drunk Eagles fan. As a, as a Pittsburgh fan, you can't you can't uh, be a, a Cowboys. I have a lead with Zach Prescott. Yeah. That's fair. Well, I, I think the only time I can deem it acceptable is if you have a 
relative on the professional and you can like that team and the team you grew up that's with. Fair. That's the only time I'm going to say it's acceptable. I was going to say Pittsburgh sports fan and any team going against Philadelphia sports. You know how often that happens, though, to people. You kind of cut out there, Jack. Oh, that's all right. I wasn't saying anything important. <laughs> all right. Uh, any, uh, what, what's the what's up with the, the Golden Knights? So Vegas was in the Stanley Cup two years ago. And if you look at their roster, the roster they have today is way better than the roster they had in the cup final. I mean, they added Mark Stone. He's one of the best defensive hockey players in the league. He is fantastic. He's so underrated. I mean, they added Max Pacioretty. He led the Canadians in goals for five straight years. He's a consistent 30-goal guy who can who can put the puck in the back of the net. Then they added Alec Martinez. Alec Martinez is one of the most unknown athletes ever, but he's an absolute legend. So when he was with the Kings, he scored a Game 7 overtime winner in Chicago to send the Kings to – there's probably four Kings in the, Kings fans in the entire stadium. And it was so silent when he scored. It was, it was amazing to watch. I remember watching it on my couch. But, uh, and then he sent the Kings to the cup final. And then in the Stanley Cup, scored an overtime winner to clinch the series against the Rangers. I mean, he's an absolute playoff legend, good defenseman, good depth. Um, did have a coaching change this year. And I don't – I didn't love that. I didn't love that decision. I thought Gallant, their old coach, was. He, I thought he was a pretty good coach. He used to coach the Panthers. Um, who did they? Who's their coach now? Who did they get? Dean McClellan. They got DeBoer. DeBoer. That's right. That's right. Um, Peter DeBoer. Yep. But they're they. I mean, they're in the Cup two years ago, and I think this team is better than the team they had two years ago. So I, I, I think they're a legit, legit contender. Uh, yeah, I agree with everything you hit on there. Uh, you got the new coach, uh, so we'll see. He's been he's been to the finals, so um, yeah, so with the Sharks, right? Sharks. Yep, um, a good top six, like you touched on, and then you have guys like Riley Smith, Jonathan Marshall, uh, William Carlson regressed uh, a bit from you know his breakout season, um, and then Shea Theodore at the point is their their uh, best defenseman. Um, so yeah, good good top half of the roster and then also a gritty gritty top or gritty bottom six excuse me uh guys like you know thomas nosick uh ryan reeves of course uh an enforcer we don't see many of those now i think that's that's huge to have in the playoffs it is hit or that fight um and also they added chandler stevenson from the from the caps he's been on their bottom six uh just he's he's had a he's had a good year for them since coming over um he's a good player flurry Flurry, uh, I got to say, uh, held them back a little bit this year, uh, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, and he, I, I believe he was delayed getting back to practice or something. I think he's back now, but I would. Uh, That's I would, another thing, too. If, if like, you say, like, a key guy on a team gets coronavirus, you know, it's like they're done for two weeks. So, you know. Yeah. So, uh, I'm assuming I'm assuming the flower is going to start for them. But if not, they have, a, uh, you know. More than qualified, number two, Robin Lehner. Uh, obviously, saw success with the, the Islanders last year. He's on the nice now as their backup. So uh, I, I think they might uh, split the uh, split the goaltending time. Um, yeah, that's all. That's all I really have on them. Just, just really good team. Really good. Team. Yeah, I think they underperformed this year. They did. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they're they're even, safe. They were safe. Even though even though they're a round robin team, like I expected them to be, you know right up there with uh with the blues and the abs for that first spot and they could still get it literally they could save it yeah. up all the <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 
got a very similar feel to the the playing wild card game for baseball. You know, you, you yeah. put all that work in, and then it just comes down to just. I mean, so I'm kind of against it. Like, I don't love the play in wild card game. You know. Yeah, well, baseball is even more tense because you one one game and you're done. I mean, at least these teams are still in the playoffs if they you know don't do so well. But um, that 60 game baseball season two is gonna be nuts. If you have a stretch where you go two and eight, you're done. You know, like, that's it. Yeah. You to come on the baseball show with us, Frank. I know. I would, I would have been. I would have listened because I, I I love it. I don't know as much as you guys do, but I, I would have loved listening. Listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm gonna listen to it. <laughs> Oh, let's do it at work tonight because I – You I should definitely play. listen to our, our takes on the uh, Tigers and the Marlins. Those were definitely the most – Are you guys the sleepers? <laughs> we, I think we no. spent about 25 seconds total on those two teams. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll move on uh, to the fourth team, the last team in the round, Robin uh, Poole here, the Dallas Stars. Um, Going to be honest, don't know too much about the Dallas Stars. So you guys have to educate me here. Most underrated team in the NHL. I'm not even close. Ooh, whoa. Okay. You agree, you agree, Tampa? You agree. Tampa agrees. No, he agrees with that low key. They're up there. They're a good team. You go for it. Go first with this one. I got um, Okay. Yeah, they're a good team. Um, most of their, you know, most of their stars, uh, second Ben uh, Radulov, underperformed this year. Uh, they're led. They're led primarily by their by their young defensemen, you know, Miro Haskinen. Uh, yeah, I would say it's the second best decor behind Carolina. Essa Lindell, yeah. Um, but you know, the, the, those top nine top names were disappointing this year, and they're still like they're they're right where they should be. I think uh, when the they were thirty seven, twenty seven, and eight. Like I, I think that's right what, what we would have expected for this year. Um, they can't score. It's like uh, their their offense and defense is just polar opposites. Twenty eighth in goals for, second in goals against. Uh, so very low totals there. Um, and it's a it's a veteran bottom six that was I would say it was also disappointing for them this year. Uh, yeah, like Pavelski, you know, yeah. Didn't get what they had hoped out of Pavelski. Uh, Corey Perry just I forgot they had more. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, and then some other some other guys like you know Blake Como, uh, Andrew Cogliano. Uh, so it is better in bottom six, which is which is good for the playoffs. You know they they play they play gritty. They throw the body around. Um, I think I think they could win win a round or two maybe. I don't really have any high projections for them. Uh, also, they they had an as another coaching change uh, in the NHL this season. Uh, new coach, uh, Rick Bonus Bonus. I don't, yeah, I don't even know. They fired Jim Montgomery. Uh, he had an alcohol problem, right? Yeah, well, they, they had a they they played they played better down the stretch. They got off to a, a very tough start. I think they were like, what are they two and eight or something? They they won so they they won one of their first nine games. Yeah, Ooh. and they're still a top four. I mean, they're literally in the round round. They're a top four team in the West. Yeah, I think the I think the Stars will use uh, the the split goaltending strategy to their advantage. They have Bishop, um, who seems like is in the run for the Vesna every year. Not this – I don't think this year, but um, still a great year for him. And then probably – I would say the most underrated backup in the league, Anton Kudobin. Um, this Legend, always, Legend. Always, always puts up good numbers in the shadows of, you know, Ben Bishop, who carries most of the workload for them. But, uh, you know, if I think they'll utilize that two-goalie system, and it'll be uh, – 
it could benefit for them. Yeah, I mean, you touched it all. I think they're. I think it's the most underrated team in the NHL. I would not be surprised if they made a deep run. That last year they took. They were game seven against the Blues in St. Louis. Went to overtime in the second round, and then they lost. So they're literally shot away from knocking off the Blues last year. Um, I I really really like Dallas. That's that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say for now. For now, okay. Uh, he's hinting at a later prediction, I guess. Just like he did. For- I'm, getting, I'm getting bold this year. Is what I'm doing. Just last year, I, did, I literally took the two favorites. Now I'm getting yeah. bold this year. You, 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 you played it. Yeah, you played it too safe. You were scared last year, but I was a little scared. It's my first Franken, time. New Frank in 2020. <laughs> All right, so we will move on to the series um, for the West. Uh, kicking us off, we have. We were talking a little about a little bit about this before we hit the record button. Uh, we've got Edmonton and Chicago, um, and we were really not too high on Chicago. No. I know you're excited for this one, so you go ahead. I'm so excited for this one just because I love Patrick Kane. He's the greatest American hockey player ever. He's the absolute biggest beauty to ever play the game. But um, so so what the biggest question mark I said with going into this series is that Corey Crawford originally it came out. I don't know if he reported ever reported the training camp, but originally came out that he was not interested in playing this postseason. So that would mean Malcolm Subban would play. And Malcolm Subban is not a very good goalie at all. And Connor McDavid would score a hundred goals on him. Um so yeah, so Chicago went two and one against Edmonton this year. Has a good history against Edmonton, but that's probably because Edmonton has been so bad these past ten years. Um I mean it's McDavid and Dry versus Kane and Taze. It, Ten years ago, you would take Taze and Kane over anybody, any other dude. Exactly. It's two. Ten, it's two teams ten years apart. Yeah, literally. It, literally. Yeah, literally. And I mean, Drysaddle is probably going to win MVP this year. I think McDavid's the best player in the world right now. I mean, the, and then the Oilers really do have some pretty decent depth too. Like Kyler Yamamoto, I know that's Temp's guy over there. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, good player. Zach Cassie, and a big tough guy who plays alongside McDavid, won't let anybody push him around. You know. And then, I mean, the Hawks do have so, – they got some good players on their offense as well. I mean, they got Kane, who's still fantastic and still, top, I would say, top ten, maybe five in the league right now. They have good – Brandon Saad, he's a Pittsburgh boy. Um, Kubalik, Kirby Doc, Dylan Strom, Alex DeBrinkett. Alex DeBrinkett scored 40 goals last year. He didn't have as good of a year this year. But, I mean, that – uh, Rookie of the year candidate. Yeah. I mean, but that Oilers – I mean, McDavid and Dryside, are you kidding me? They're literally two of the top – probably top three players in the league – Maybe at least this year, overall, probably two of the top ten easily. Maybe top five. And, and then the Oilers' defense is not bad. It's, it, I mean, it, that has been their their biggest weakness these past few years. But I mean, Darnell Nurse is a really good hockey player. He's a really good defenseman. He's a big, hard nosed D. I mean, Oscar Kleffbaum. He led the NHL in block shots this year. I love that. He's for the boys. He's for the boys. And he's an offensive defenseman too. Yeah, I yeah. I call him offensive. I mean, the Oilers had the number one power play in the league this year and the number two penalty kill. So their special teams is as good as it gets in the NHL. Um, I mean, I got I got the Oilers in five. I still think Chicago is going to – I think – you see, the Oilers – this series is going to make me laugh because Chicago is nowhere near as talented as Edmonton, and this series should not be close. But it's still going to be close, and it's going to be funny, but I still think the Oilers are going to win. Okay, so um... – you know, we've been we've been turning in to watch the Oilers now, like you know, all the time. Uh, this was the first year that they really, you know, looked like they could make the playoffs and you know win a series or two. Very true. Very true. Um, you know, 
last year, uh, the Oilers, you're talking uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And then other than that, a lot of, lot of unproven guys. I would say that, you know, Clefbaum and Nurse are still somewhat unproven at that point. Uh, you know, they got, they got more scoring out of Cassian this year. Uh, and then X Factor, uh, you said my boy, Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, Kyler. Uh, 26 points in 27 games for them. Uh, he's you know, he finds open space. Uh, he, he's a small guy. I think he's he, he really small. He's like five five eight, one sixty or something. But he just finds that open space and uh, puts the puck in the back of the net. He's been producing, playing with uh, McDavid and Drysaddle. I know it's kind of hard not to. But, uh, Did they add Athens to see you too from the Red Wings? Yeah. Also, yeah, they added uh, Andreas Atanasiu, um and then. Um, Tyler Ennis as well, and then also oh. Green, but Mike Green has since opted. Yeah, yeah, he's not playing. That um, doesn't matter. He was if this was if this was 2008, people would be mad, but nobody cares. Yeah, uh, question marks in net um, still. Uh, Mike Smith is what like 50 years old. <laughs> uh, no, but Mike Smith, like you know, he's up there in age, uh, still somewhat effective, and then. The the Oilers uh, aren't you know great at minimizing opponents' chances, so you know that's definitely part of it. Uh, Miko Koskinen had been the better goalie uh, throughout the year, uh, nine seventeen save percentage, two point seven five goals against, uh, slightly above average numbers there. And then you know as for the Hawks, uh, what I what I have to say about the Hawks is I mean they're they're still trying to recover from the uh, cap woes as a result of going all in during their stretch of dominance earlier in the decade. So uh, they're trying to win again with Kane and Taze. They don't have they just they don't have enough contributors on offense to, you know, really make some noise in the playoffs. I mean they shouldn't be in the playoffs. They finished last in their division. Uh, you know, their defense is thin and suspect. Uh, and then I think I think Crawford they haven't it's either he uh, I think he got rolled unfit to play, which was the same as Pasternak, but I don't know what – I think that means unfit to participate right now. So, I don't yeah. think they rolled him out yet. Do you think that means coronavirus? Do you think it means he tested positive? Probably, right? May, maybe, but, yeah, if, if he doesn't play, then that's – it might go from – so So I have the Oilers in four in this. If, if they have Malcolm Subban in that, it, it might be like an Oilers in three. In two, really? My God, they should just play <laughs> They should play one game and just call it. Man. But you guys pick. You guys got to make a pick, too. Well, I just want to preface, preface uh, all of my predictions. I'm going to, like, you know, listen back to this episode and, you know, look into other stuff. And then I'm, my predictions are subject to change. Okay. Um, but just off the top of my head, I'm going to go with Edmonton just because, you know, like Tim said, like, Chicago was last in their division. Like, why are they even here? Right. I Dude. was literally going to say the same thing, yeah. Plus, McDavid's a beast, obviously. When I first saw that this was a series, I said, I was like, Blackhawks are winning. I was like, that's going to be the big upset, but not. There's no way. I mean, there is a way, but I don't think there is. You play Edmonton, you have to shut down Drysaddle and McDavid. Who? Panto. Who do the. Yeah. Who do the Blackhawks have to shut them down? They got uh, Brent Seabrook. Dude, he's 38 years old. What is he gonna? What from the Raptors as a healthy? Yeah, sport? he's fifteen years older than them. Yeah, he literally. Yeah, he, he was. They were a baby when he was play, When he was winning Stanley Cups, 
Yeah, he's gonna be sitting in the press box for this one. Seabrook is. I don't know. I, I, he was definitely healthy scratched this year. I love. He's a legend, though. He's a legend. I mean, he had a great. Of course, career. of course. All right. Um, we'll move on to the next series: the Predators and the Coyotes. Uh, fun fact about the Coyotes: I have a, I have a, uh, I went back when they were the Phoenix Coyotes. I have a shirt and I wear it like two times a week. Aren't they but, still uh, the Phoenix Coyotes? Arizona now. Arizona Coyotes. Really? Oh. The I had no idea. Jersey. Breaking news to Jack. I had no but, idea. Temp, you take this one because I know you. I know you're a big Yotes guy. So <laughs> yeah, and uh, if you remember earlier in the year, I was uh, I was heavy on the Preds. You were. You were. Um, I told you all year that you know the Preds they had a bad start. I told you they'd make the playoffs. Uh, this is how they made the playoffs in the 2014 format. So um, whatever. But uh, <laughs> they don't. So the Preds they I mean they're led by Roman Yossi. Uh, the stud defenseman. Uh, Best defenseman in the league, no question. He, yeah, I, I think he should win the Norris this year. There, he, he drives like most of their offensive play. He plays over 25 minutes a game. Um, and then you know they, they have names. They have names in their team: Forsberg, Duchesne, and Ryan Ellis, defenseman, and Ryan Johansson. You know they have guys that can score. That I would say you know probably have underperformed this year. Um, Question mark in net, who's going to start? Pekka Rene had a tough one. Save percentage uh, under 900 this year, 317 goals against average. Uh, UC Saros uh, really took the reins this year, um, 914. Uh, save percentage and a 2.7 goals against. They they don't necessarily score or defend well. Uh, they play a lot of sh- uh, sloppy hockey. Um, I don't really know what else to say other than that. They they play sloppy. They give up a lot of odd man rushes, a lot of high quality chances for the other team. And they struggle. They struggle to create those chances and their power play just always sucks. It does. Always bad. Yeah. Their penalty uh, kill is bad this year too. Yeah. Both their power play is seventeen percent, their penalty kill seventy six. So both of those, both those are well below average. That's killed, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the Yotes. Um, the Yotes also have trouble scoring, but they're great at keeping the puck out of their own net. Um, only one 20-goal scorer this year, Connor Garland. Um, and not a lot of high point totals on their team, but the scoring can come from everywhere, uh, all the way down the roster. Um, of course, they got all this year at the – well, not at the trade deadline, well before the trade deadline, but in the trade um, – He's been okay for them. Uh, like I said, pretty much everyone on the team, you know, has has had trouble scoring this year. Uh, but kind of how they play, though, you know, like they'll beat you two one. They're kind of like yeah, they they play all around good defense, uh, and they they can really sit back and wait for the mistakes from all that. day. They kind of remind me of that Senators team that made the conference finals, lost the Pens. Literally, yeah, similar. Yeah, they have they have some young, you know, inexperienced. Uh, I would say. Unproven guys, um, but you know, I think they. I think the superior defense takes this series. I have the Yos in four. We're literally going to agree on everything because I have the Coyotes in five. I love Oliver Ekman Larson. I think that's a cool name to say. Cool name, great player too. Underrated. You don't even hear his name at all in any conversation. Even if people like, even the report and people who love hockey, they do not talk about him at all. And he's a really good defenseman. He's a legitimate number one. Um, I yeah, no, I have the Yotes. 
I think their coaching. I love Rick Toggett. Apps. Oh my God. He's talk about. He's the definition of a hockey guy. He was a fighter when he played. He He is. He's just literally. If you think of a hockey player, you think of him. Or you also, like you think his personality. Like it's exactly what you would expect. He's also a forty goal scorer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, the the Coyotes are the team on their roster is nowhere near the roster of most teams in the league but they play the exact same game every single night no matter what and that is that is hard to beat especially if you're a predators team that like temp said gives up a lot of odd man rushes plays a little sloppy probably does have more skilled guys has a better roster but i mean darcy kemper the yotes goalie he had the best goaltending stats in the league and for both goals against average and save percentage he was top five in both of them and then he went down with an injury. And if he was not set back, he probably would have won Vesna for best goalie this year. Um, and then Rene, he had a bad playoff. Uh, was that? No, not last year. Who did Preds lose to last year? Well, he was also bad in the Stanley Cup final. He was bad in the Stanley Cup final. He was bad versus the Jets two, in 2018. He was bad in that series against the Jets. Who did, oh, the Preds lost to Dallas last year. That's right. Yeah. Um, I, no, I like the Yotes. I think – I think this is a tough season. I think this is a bad matchup for the Predators, so that's why I'm taking this. I love it. I'm all in on the Coyotes. Let's go. I like yeah, it. Frankie swayed me on the Coyotes, too. I, I, <laughs> wow. So, four for four for Arizona. Um, <laughs> so, put my Yotes hat on. And this is another – This is another. not every higher seed is going to beat every lower seed. This is another one where I think – I don't think it's going to be that way. I think it's going to be an upset. Maybe not. Watch the I need to wear my Coyote shirt during the Coyotes game. Yeah, we got to find that. You're going to win three straight Jack, now. Jack, I wear it like two times a week. I, we don't need to find it. It's, <laughs> oh, really? it's, a, it's one of my regular shirts. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I just – I don't know. I like it. Um, all right. So, we'll move on. They have two more series to talk about, and then uh, they'll give their uh, conference finals and Stanley Cup hot takes. Their I'm, still, I'm still um, – pondering my predictions my overall prediction i was thinking about it all night i was like man who am i taking but I, <laughs> over it. I got my cup champion my conference finals um i'm torn on all right all right so you you got two more series think about it uh we'll move on to the canucks and the wild the 710 matchup uh frankie I, if i'm not mistaken i got your direct quote as the wild are the most average uh hockey franchise ever any franchise, any sports franchise. Ooh, sports. Sports. They have never been above 500 in their life. Every single year. That, no, I'm just kidding. But it, isn't that what it seems like? Attempt, they literally fit. It seems like they finish every year 41 and 41. Like yeah, so they, they have Ryan, Ryan Suter, uh, Eric Stahl, and Zach Parise. That was great seven years ago, you know? <laughs> but now every – now uh, is every single guy on their team 35? Probably. And they're still and they still have the exact same record that they did when they were twenty five. Forty one and forty one. Yeah, literally. But no, I mean, so Vancouver. Vancouver's kind of interesting because because they have Elias Patterson. I think he's the best young player in the game. I think he's going to be an absolute stud. He's one of those guys. If you know nothing about hockey, you can watch him play for five minutes and say he's the best player on the ice. You you can easily tell just how skilled he is, the way he plays. He's he's an awesome player. Um, and then they got, I would say. Who would you take? You, you McCarr or Hughes guy? I'm more of a Hughes guy. I'm not going to lie. And, that, and he's on Vancouver. He's one of the best young defensemen in the league. And, uh, I mean, and there's two guys. And the, Vancouver completely revamped their defense this year. They literally just went out to free agency, just spent money on their defense. 
I mean, they got Tyler Myers, who's how he's like six eight or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> the biggest player. They're I, I like Vancouver's defense. Um, I mean, I, their offense, I would say, is is kind of average. I mean, uh, Patterson's great. They got JT Miller this year. He had a fantastic year. He led the team in points. And then as for the Wild, so they brought over Matt Zuccarello in free agency. Pretty good player, probably like a sixty point guy in eighty in an eighty game season. They added Kevin Fiala who was their best player, their best offense from the Predators, and he was their best offensive player once they had him. Um, overall, I mean, not too much. I mean, like, they're average. Like, there's not too much potency. Um, so I, I'm taking the Wild, though, in this series. I think it's going to be one of those ones that people are mad about. I have the Wild in four. I don't see – I think Vancouver's close. I don't think they're there yet to get – they need a few more pieces to me to be able to take the next step. And win a series. I think the Wild are the more veteran team, kind of like the Coyotes do. They play the same way every single night, even though it'll put you to sleep. And yeah, so I'm taking the Wild. Okay, um, Canucks. Uh, you know that I would call it a risky trade for JT Miller last offseason. They gave a first round pick for him, and uh, he had yet to you know really break out into you know, what his potential. Could be. They gave a first-round pick for him. How old is he? How old is he? Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. 20, 26. Oh, wow. I didn't think he was that young. He's also from Pittsburgh. Really? Wow. Yeah. Um, but that, he definitely broke out this year, and that trade paid off for him. Uh, they, you know, the Canucks, you know, know how to score. Uh, you know, decent scoring team. Um, uh, the defense, you said that you know, they went out and spent – I think the defense was still what prevented them from being consistent. Uh, every game. Um, I would just say it, it's a good, it's a good top six uh, with decent, decent depth scoring. You know, guys like Jake Vertanen and Adam Gaudet, uh, and then Tanner. I forgot to mention Besser too. He's a, one of the yeah, better. One of the better Besser, Besser had a, a little bit of an underwhelming year. Uh, and did you see rookie year? He's been a little bit underwhelming. Did you see uh, the the Vancouver media, uh, you know, circulated some trade rumors like right now? To trade Besser against Besser, yeah, like like currently, like how bad how bad does your media market have to be if you're going in to the playoffs? <laughs> you're saying let's let's trade your best goal scorer. Let's yeah, let's trade our star right winger who's like 22 years old going into playoffs. That's I, I hate that. But are they going to treat this like a real playoff series, though? Or are they just going <laughs> to? <laughs> I saw the I saw the Canucks. I was thinking about picking against the Canucks because I saw them doing push ups on the ice. During, I saw that too. <laughs> and I that is like the dumbest. That's just the dumbest thing in hockey. Like a <laughs> push ups on the ice in full gear. You work on your breakout. Yeah. So I that video alone almost made me pick against the Canucks, but uh, I don't know. Uh, they added to Foley. I don't know if you added, you said that. No, 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 I didn't say that. The, that was a good good addition for them uh, at the trade deadline. Um, and then yeah, as for the Wild, like I said, a uh, very old core. Um, they played okay down the stretch, led by the. They're hot. They were hot. Yeah, led by Kevin Fiala. Uh, a breakout season. They got him in a trade last year for Mikel Granlin, which at the time looked terrible for the wild because Granlin was a proven player and nobody really knew much about Fiala. I mean, he was a high pick, but he just, he proved everybody wrong this year. And um, yeah, like I said, half the team's 35. Uh, 
Uh, yeah. Suter, Stahl, Parise, uh, Boivu, they're, they're all up there. They're all too old to, you know. I think that kind of helps them, though, that the fact that they are old. I mean, Vancouver's such a young team where their best players are, like, Elias Patterson. Yeah, I can see that. They're just underwhelming to me. Uh, and then the goal, the goaltending has not been relatively strong either. Dubnik. A lot of goals. Um, yeah, in this series, uh, you know, you said that, yeah, the Wild do have some experience. Canucks have pretty much no experience aside from, you know. The Edler, Alex Edler. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but Vancouver has, you know, the better forwards, uh, the better defense, and the better goaltending in this series. So I'm going to take them in four. I got This is my big upset. Not even, because I don't even care about this series, but I'll take them in the wild. Yeah, it's kind of like a uh, – I don't look at this as like a great a great series at all. Yeah, because who cares about the Minnesota Wild? That's exactly. If, they, exactly. if Vancouver was playing the Oilers, how much better would that be? That'd be Vancouver awesome. Oilers, that'd be awesome. That'd be I mean, awesome. That'd be I awesome. like watching Vancouver. I don't like watching the Wild. So yeah, yeah, nobody does. The Wild fans don't even like watching the Wild. <laughs> well, the Wild team just ruined everything. <laughs> and I'm taking them. I'm taking them because that's how boring they are because they're going to end up making the conference finals or something this year for no reason. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Canucks. Um, I don't really have a tangible reason behind that logic. Um, and I will say I will – Probably not watch one minute of this series. Yeah, I'm not either. I, just I know exactly where you're coming from, though, because how many times did we against the Wild, and then they yeah. win, they win like three, they win like three nothing or something. They just randomly get a shutout. Dude, it'd be the Bruins against the Wild. It'd be like there's no at, in Boston. We're like there's no way, <laughs> and they lose like yeah, the Wild. I hate the Wild. I don't hate them, but they're just the worst. All right, so we've got one more series. Uh, we've got the eight-seeded Calgary Flames and the nine-seeded Winnipeg Jets. Great one. Great one. Oh, yeah. You go. You got this one. You want me to go? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I think Matthew Kachuk really, you know, cemented himself as a, as a star player and as an agitator for sure. He's going to score goals. He's going to go in the corners. He's going to finish his checks. He's going to drop the gloves. I love seeing that, and uh, I mean, I like that he's their best player to me, for sure. Just an all-around player in the uh, league. No, no, their best player. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I thought I thought you said. <laughs> no, I was like, what? I was like, okay, stop it. Uh, no, I agree. No, he's better than Goudreau. He's way more valuable than Goudreau. Yeah, I think. I mean, they have their skill guys: Goudreau, Lindholm, Monahan, backhand, uh, Backlund, um, <laughs> backhand. Yeah. But uh, he's an all-around player, and he's just hard to play against. Uh, I love what he brings. Um, the Flames regressed a bit this season, uh, coming off a, a 50-win, 107-point season last year. They, were, they won the Western Conference last year. Yeah, Very first good. in the West. Uh, I think this is who they really are. Um, you know, they were – well, what, what's, their, what's their seed? They were, they were third in that division. Eight seed, eight seed. Yeah. Is it eight versus nine. Okay, well, I think they're a little better than that, but, uh, you know, they regressed. Um, they're middle of the pack, goals for, goals against, uh, you know, and they're they're looking to rebound from that disappointing first-round exit last year. Uh, obviously, after winning the West, they expected more than a, uh, a five-game uh, first-round exit. I think they have something to prove. Um, I don't. 
I don't uh, loves, love the Flames. Um, yeah, I don't either. I think – yeah, I, I think everybody – I think they play – they they didn't play uh, great this year. I mean, Goudreau took a step back. Uh, you know, Lindholm and Monaghan didn't repeat their seasons. Um, and then, yeah, so for the Jets now um, – I think the Jets were very under the radar coming into the season. I, they're still, they still are. Yeah, they really are. Uh, lost, lost Dustin Buffalo, and he didn't come back. So that was a big hit to their blue line. Uh, and also Jacob Truba lost him to free agency. Uh, but they gained uh, Neil Pionk in that Truba trade. Uh, he's been excellent for them, uh, as well as Josh Morrissey. There's two, two puck movers for them uh, who can also defend well. Um, and then the Jets, a great year from Kyle Connor, 38 goals. Uh, he's a great, he's, he's a great player. Yeah. And then the big boys, Mark Scheifele, Blake Wheeler, Patrick Laine, uh, all above 60 points this year. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers, uh, good breakout year for him. And then Connor Hellebuck should win the Vesna this year. Um, he had good numbers, a 922 save percentage, 2.57 goals against. And that doesn't look – uh, like crazy, but if you're considering uh, this, you know, shaky blue line, I could say uh, he's had an excellent season and picked up a lot of the slack for them on defense. I have the Jets in five. Um, yeah, I agree with everything. I mean, goaltending, I'd give it to the Jets. Offense, I'd give it to the Jets. Defense, I would give it to the Flames. And coaching, I'd give it to the Jets. I think I think Paul Maurice is one of the most underrated coaches in the NHL. I mean, Absolutely. he's been around forever. He started with the Canes. He took the Canes far. You know, I, I think he's a really good coach. I think he's uh, the second best soundbite coach in the NHL. Oh, he's great. Yeah. He's behind, great. behind Torts. Because he's, like, he's yeah. like a dad. He's literally a dad. He just gives all these points. <laughs> They're great. Um, and don't forget, Winnipeg was in the conference finals two years ago, and they lost to Vegas. And last year, they they had they were up. I think they were – I think it was one nothing in game one against St. Louis in Winnipeg last year. And – um, and St. Louis scored two goals in like two minutes, and then they lost, and then they ended up losing the series. Like they could, they if they if that game ends a little bit different, maybe that series ends different. Maybe they do knock off St. Louis early last year. Um, I mean, I like the Jets. I like them a lot. Um, I have them in four. I, I I think the Flames are a little bit overrated. I think they kind of, especially last year, they they kind of played a little bit over their head, and then Colorado smoked them in the first round. So the Jets play playoff hockey. The Flames don't. Yeah, yeah, the Flames, yeah. I mean, Goudreau, is, he was a no-show in last year's playoffs. Just because he's so small, he can get pushed around so easily. So, uh, yeah, I like the Jets a lot in this series. I think this is, what, uh, this is one of the ones where, it, like, I have the Jets as a lock. All right, you heard it here first. The Jets are a lock. And they played one time this year, and the Jets won in overtime, but it was outdoors. It was an outdoor game. Oh. So it's I'm going to bet everything I have on the Jets. Don't do that. Yeah, I'm going to get a lot. <laughs> don't do that. Please, nobody bet on the Jets because I don't want to play. <laughs> I am betting on the Jets. I'll probably bet on the Jets. Pull up the DraftKings app right now. <laughs> putting 100 bucks in. Um. All right. So I believe okay. that's it. And it is now time uh, to put your money where your mouth is and tell us where the – Who's going to be in the conference finals and who's going to win it all? All right, I'm going to start with the East. You will start with the East right here. Um, I think one round robin team makes the Eastern Conference final, and I think 
one play qualifying team makes the Eastern Conference final. My bold I have the, prediction. I have the same as I have, I have the same as you for that. I think my bold prediction this year, not a bold prediction, but I think the winner of the Hurricanes and Rangers play-in series makes the conference finals. And no matter who that is. And I have the Hurricanes winning that series. So that means I have the Hurricanes as one of my conference final teams. As for the second year in a row. For the, and their opponent, my prediction is the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm going back-to-back on the Lightning. I think they are so skilled. I feel as if they're one of those teams that could easily come back. They're veteran. They've been together for forever. If, I feel like they're not going to miss a beat once they come back. I feel like they're going to be the aggressor during the round robin. I feel I would not be surprised if they finish first in the round robin, get the number one seed, maybe even get an easy matchup. Maybe they play Florida. Not an easy matchup because everybody's somewhat good, but maybe they get like a Florida Panthers or something like that in the first round. Get you know, I, I like the Lightning a lot. I, I like their revenge tour. I'm on the Lightning revenge tour, and I have the Lightning beating the Hurricanes in the Eastern Conference Finals. All right. Temp, what do you think? So one of those teams is the same for me. It's definitely the Lightning. It is the Lightning. Um, basically, I mean, they we, – we've touched earlier in the show, uh, you know, they've made deep runs. They can't get over the hump. This year, after they, you know, somewhat turned into a joke for that, you know, playoff performance last year, uh, and you said the revenge tour, that's definitely fuel for the fire. I, I see them getting back to the conference finals. My other team, team in a similar boat, uh, you know, kind of kind of turned into a bit of a joke at points this year. Toronto Maple Leafs. No, I love it. I love it. I thought you were going to say the Pens, dude. I thought you were going to say the Pens because they got – dude, I love that pick. I, dude, no, the Leafs – They're a sleeper, dude. Everybody has – Everybody's been on the Leafs all year. You know they they, they lost they lost to the the emergency oh, goal, and that they took kind of that's what that's what I'm saying. They kind of turned into a joke. Uh, I don't think people are taking them as seriously as they should. I agree with that. I agree with that. Especially in a year where they could potentially avoid Boston. So yeah, for sure. Uh, do you want me to go first for the? Yeah, West? you go first for the West. Uh, we got to hear Jack and Mitchell for the East, though. Who do you guys? Yeah. Have? Oh, I no. I got a um I was thinking about it. I mean, again, I don't have much reason behind my picks to, as you guys do, but just judging off what you said um throughout the episode, uh similar picks to you guys. Um I well, I do want to pick the Lightning one because I'll if there's a revenge to involve, they're my team. And then two, uh I have them going up against the Pens. Uh I guess a bit of a homer I'm, pick, but I'll be shocked um, at all. I mean, you I think Temp said that we are one of the teams that benefit most from uh, all this that's been happening. Um, I know we gained Gensel back, um, which is huge. And, you know, we've done – we've veteran teams done it before and recently. So, yeah, I don't know. So, Lightning and Pens, did you say winner or no? Or save I, I have the Lightning over the Hurricanes, and I'm going to say five games if it's a seven-game series. I, I was going to take the Lightning to win. See, I don't want to pick the Lightning because I, I really don't like the Lightning that much. And they, I picked them last year. I was year. hoping I was hoping you wouldn't because I'm thinking the same thing. I don't. I, know. I, I can't not. And I, I, cannot. I also I, I I have them to beat the Leafs. Okay. I don't think the Leafs can make it to the final, but yeah, so. three Lightning. I, I have the Leafs. I have the Leafs winning a play-in series and a round, though. No matter who they play, I think. Okay. Be- yeah, I I 
I picked uh, Lightning. I think if the Leafs even play Boston this year, they beat them. I'm going bold. I'm going it's bold. about time. It's about time. Right? You gotta. You, you put yourself in that opportunity so many times. You gotta eventually do it. You know. And if you yeah. don't, that's embarrassing. But I'm happy to do it. Yeah. Mitchell, what do you think? Uh, I, I'm kind of panicking here, um, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put the uh, Hurricanes over the Islanders in the in the Eastern wow. Conference Finals. Oof. That'd be ugly. For, her, for Hurricanes, Carolina, Tampa. There's six people watching that series. <laughs> They're good teams, but no, I like it. Carolina. I, I'm. I think Carolina is really, really good, really, really good, and I think they're going to be good for the next five years, legit. So, I want. I want to get really wild with these predictions. That's that's the six and the seven seed right it's now. It's going to be wild. You've no. We have no idea how this is going to play out. Yeah, these are so. These are going to be so wrong. It's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be so wrong. And then, but I hope they, and I hope the conference final or is the two random. I hope it's like Canadian. How cool would it be if it was Toronto versus Montreal in the conference finals? Be awesome. That'd be awesome. Last year, I will say last year I did have the Blues though. I don't you know, did. but I, I had mean, Vegas over the Blues in the conference final. But you did have the Blues. That was that was like my only pick. That was cut off. Yeah. Yeah, whatever you do, don't pick the Lightning because three of us picked it and it's bound not to happen. Yeah, I know. Yeah, seriously. Oh, uh, yeah, we can move on to the West. Yeah, Tev, you got the West here. Okay, yeah, so another under-the-radar team. Um, so excited to hear this. Another team I don't feel gets enough respect. Uh, Winnipeg Jets. I love it. I love my, it. Let's I, go. I, the, yeah, I, I think they lack a little bit of depth, but, uh, you know, their, their top-end guys are just – as good as it gets. Kyle Connor and Patrick Liner, there's just two guys that could put the puck in the net. And then Wheeler and Shifley are excellent playmakers. Uh, you know, and their their team their team defense has improved. I mean, I think their forwards are playing better D. Uh, so yeah, the Jets. And then my other other team, not uh, too, not nothing too crazy here, uh, but just just a team that's just too solid all around for me to leave them out. Avalanche, nice, nice. Colorado Avalanche and Winnipeg. That'd be a cool. That'd be a cool final. I like finals. that. And um, uh, yeah, you got it. No, no, you got it. No, yeah, finish your. I was gonna say my winner, but I'm gonna let you go. Okay, and then we'll say a winner. Give me your two. I'll give you the winner, and then your winner. I had, I had an answer. <laughs> I had, well, I had my final. And now I'm, I'm just changing changed it. I just no, I changed one team. I changed one team. But I'll tell you what, those St. Louis Blues. They are the exact same team that they were last year. They have played with a swagger. They have it literally walking into – if I was an NHL player, St. Louis is the team I would want to play the least, at the, especially in a seven-game series. You you know you got a few extra ice bags on yourself after that series. You know, they beat you up. They are so hard to play against and beat in a seven-game series. Nobody did it last year. And I, I like – I it feels – I'm feeling them. I'm feeling the Blues this year again, and I love their coach. I love their structure. I love their defense. Petrangelo on a contract year as their captain. I think he's making. He's taking him. He's taking him to the final conference final again. I, I'm. I'm re- I really think so. And this other team. This is who I switched up. I'm going with the Dallas Stars. I think they're the most underrated team in the NHL by far, and I don't even think it's close. I mean, Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan are both stars. Their defense, as Tim mentioned earlier, smooth skating. Great young defensive core that's going to be good for a really long time. They took the Blues to seven games last year. They're 
you know, they were no joke. They say they knocked them out. They who did they have in the fight? Who did they lose? Play? Then they got the Sharks. You know what I'm saying? They could beat. They, I think the Stars would have beat the Sharks. Um, the original team that I had in it was Vegas, but I don't, I'm I'm feeling Dallas I, now. I'm I'm I St. Louis, Dallas, and I feel good about that too. Mm. It was so hard for me not to put the Blues in. Yeah, no, I, I, who beats them in a seven-game series? Who has the style of play that can match up to the Blues and can endure that physical beating that you're going to get for seven games against the Blues? I don't see I, – I, like an avalanche, I think they're really, really good. I think so the Blues – Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the Jets actually are a team I think that could beat the Blues. I think so. Because I also had Vegas in the running, but I, I don't think – Vegas wouldn't beat the Blues. Vegas would not I, beat the Blues. I don't think Vegas touches the Blues. I think Avs – I don't – well, the Avs – shouldn't have to play the Blues until the conference final. Yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Like if, if it shakes out like how it should, I guess. But, yeah, so it's hard to leave the Blues out. But, I, yeah, I get to think. And who's your pick? Who you got? My pick for that? Yeah. Your final. Yeah, like your conference final winner. The Colorado Avalanche. So, my Stanley Cup final, Tampa Bay Lightning, Colorado Avalanche. And I'm taking the St. Louis Blues in another seven-game series against Dallas, and it's going to go overtime too, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. Probably, if it goes overtime, I'm going to be the happiest guy in the world. But it, it, we'll be at college for that too. It's going to be dangerous. Um, but I'm taking I'm taking St. Louis in seven over Dallas in the Western Conference Final. It's going to be like one 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 going into the overtime. In Good. I love those games. Those my favorite. <laughs> games. Uh, yeah, and deflection deflection off a skate goal and. That's all you need. That's how, that's how they won last year. Dude, Maroon's goal against Dallas last year to win the series, he literally hit the post. He was just sitting. The goalie wasn't in the corner. And he had that entire night. It was hilarious. That was great for Robbie Thomas. Robbie Thomas, legend, American legend. Yeah, they'll have that fake crowd noise going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas does have a good crowd. They got a good – they got a nice little crowd. And they were that in the – That would be – The Winter Classic this year was the I one of my favorites. Yeah, it was Nashville. That Dallas. was so good. It was awesome. It was awesome to see that, especially Texas, where you don't think of hockey being prominent. You know, it was really cool to see. That might be the weirdest thing with no fans is overtime. We yeah. About the no fans earlier, but like when you score, when you score an overtime goal, and like it's you know all the twelve-year-old kids are losing their mind in their house. yeah it well yeah but it's so loud in the stadium normally that like, you can't yeah. even hear it and like it's just not I mean maybe fake crowd noise but uh, it's just gonna be people screaming at their TVs yeah but hey I'm not complaining. So I got Blues Lightning in the in the Stanley Cup. Interesting. Um, originally at the top of my head, I don't know why I I um I was gonna go with the the Oilers and the Stars, but then I realized that if the Oilers won, they would be play awesome. the Stars. <laughs> oh, the, well, I mean, maybe not though. It depends. Oh, yeah, it, it yeah. Depends I how the round robin shapes out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's why. Like, I mean, I. Yeah, it's hard to make predictions because of that. Because of the that's round. Why, yeah, I'm saying leaves leaves lightning like they could play like before that. They could just play in the second round maybe. They could be, yeah, they could play in the yeah. All right, I'll stick with that then. Stars and Oilers and I'm going to have the Stars in the cup. Nice. So I've got uh Hurricanes and Stars. Interesting. <laughs> Talk about how mad the NHL would be if it was Hurricanes <laughs> Stars and my god. I'd love it though. I'd love it. Um, That's almost worse than, than Tampa Bay Calgary in 2004 whatever that was. Six people watched that. That was a great series too. For mine, I chose. I went with the Avalanche and Oilers. And Temp, I promised I wasn't copying you, but I also got the the Lightning and Avalanche as my Stanley okay. Cup. Who's right. winning? 
Wait, so you... I also realized that I two the two seed and the five seed in both the East and the West in my prediction, which I don't... I, for some reason, I think that's not going to happen, but oh well. That's what I have. No, it's a good pick. I like... No, yeah. I think I was looking on NHL.com, just like reading what the NHL writers were saying. I think the most common final I saw was Tampa Bay, Colorado. Hmm. Oh, man. No, no, no. Not that that's a bad thing. Not that – you know what it is, though? That's not a bad thing because it's a great pick and it makes so much – it makes more sense than any other pick in the world, but it's not going to happen just because everybody – Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's a... it, it makes the most sense then. It makes the most sense. I think mine's gonna happen. Carolina and Dallas. I, w- I would love that. I'm not, I would. I'm dude. I'm. I like the Stars. First of all, that's a cool name. The Dallas Stars. That's a cool team name. And you know, you you know it is. Coyotes. Coyotes crazy. Coyotes is cool too. All right, Tampa. You go first. You got winning. Tampa Bay Lightning. How many games? Seven. I got the St. Louis Blues in six games over the Lightning, back to back. Wow, that would also be funny if the Lightning, if the Lightning did make the cup and then just lost. Just that's why I take. That's why I'm doing it because I don't because I want to pick them to get far, but I'm not picking them to win. Because what ha- if the Lightning if they lose in the Cup final, like what ha- like what happens? <laughs> I mean, if you lose, the dude. Okay, I mean, uh, if you if if you just matched up right now the Lightning versus the Blues in a seven game series. The Lightning would not beat the Blues. They would not be able to endure. You know what I'm saying? The Blues would yeah. beat them up. It's kind of I mean, Austin. The the light, but the Lightning are. I mean, they've been making they've been making runs for. I mean, <laughs> even yeah. going back to like St. Louis and Le Cavier, like, yeah. early yeah. 2000s. They're literally in the conference final every year. It feels like they're always good, and they. I mean, they won their cup in 2004, but that's like it's a NHL. Fedotanko, Ruslan Fedotanko, two goals in a game. Seven. <laughs> Legend. Yeah, but they're at the point where they're Stanley Cup or bust, and it's just yeah. like year after year they disappoint. They only got a couple years left of this too. Their 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 window's a little closing. It's closing a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. But I got the, I got the Blues back to back, and I'm confident. Confident. I'm gonna Blues jersey in my closet right there. I'm gonna go put it on. That's how confident I am. Oh wow! All right. <laughs> For my, my Yotes shirt. Uh, Jack, who's winning? For I you? promise, Temp, I'm not copying you. I had <laughs> I had this lightning at seven over the avalanche. Dallas. Think in, alike, that's fine. Dallas in seven over the over the Carolina. Start with Stars won. I think they won in ninety nine, I believe. Oh, that was when they beat the Sabres and the guy had and he had his Brett Hall had his foot in the crease. The people, you know, you know cool. Yeah. <laughs> And Jordan Bennington's my Con Smythe winner. Nice. All right, folks. Well, Frank. there, there's a. Uh, do you have anything else to say, guys? I was gonna, I was gonna ask Frank a, a question. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. He has, he has Blues going back to back. So obviously, you know, the last team back to back was Penguins. Penguins. Before that, Red Wings. Before that. Penguins. Yeah. 91-92. I'm actually impressed. That, I actually just impressed myself that I got that right. <laughs> who's ever, everyone say they're – like, who's your MVP, though? For the, in the, go, wait, Frank, go one before that. You'll get this one, too. Oilers? Yeah. And then I think it's Islanders. Yeah. Yep. And then probably Canadians. 
and then yeah. I think the fly and the Flyers. The f- went I was gonna say the Flyers went back to back like seventy four, seventy five. I think I think the yeah. So they went yeah, back. That's the to last back time they it, won the cup. It is, and then I think <laughs> the Canadians went back to back somewhere after that, and then the eighties was the Islanders. After that, like literally, it was like the Islanders won four, then the Oilers won four, and then yeah. the Oilers actually no, because the Flames won. Oilers, one. the Oilers. Um, well, the Islanders were four in a row. Yeah, and I think the Oilers were three, and then, and Flames, then three, or something like that. Or yeah, something. yeah, because the yeah the Flames won that one. Cool. All right, go ahead, Miss. My bad. No, it's all right. Uh, no, I just uh, I just uh, just gonna close it out. Um, we've got a nice two-hour show. Or all everything hockey. So just you know, uh, thank you guys for coming on and sharing your yeah. uh, your knowledge with Hogline Nation. Well, I, have one more, I have one more question for Temp. Who's your Stanley Cup final MVP? Con Smythe. My Stanley Cup final MVP. Like Con like Con Smythe, not Stanley Cup whole playoff. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was just um Stamkos. Cool. All right, cool. He's their he's veteran. Good. He's their leader. No, I like that. I like that. Nice. I would like that. I would like to see I'd, lo- I'd love love to see him get one. Me too. I would like it. I just don't like the logo. A cup and the Con Smythe. He's a cool dude. He's a he's a good guy. Good for Steven Stankos. <laughs> Did we mention he just got he was injured? He broke his yeah. He, he just he just yeah he just got back on the ice. So yeah. All right, Miss, you could finally go now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on, guys. Um, we uh, hockey's just you know right around the corner. Um, I feel like I'm gonna watch more hockey than I ever have. I feel like I'm just starving for sports. Hopefully, uh, most people do because. You know, maybe it's the only thing on all day. Literally, like ten a.m. to two a.m. is gonna be hockey, or twelve. Yeah. I uh, I don't start my new job till the tenth, so I'll watch that. Definitely the the first round. I'm gonna be watching a lot. Um, yeah. The all right. schedule is crazy. You guys will have to you guys will have to post that on the Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, guys. Again, um, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Hogline Podcast and uh, tell your friends and subscribe to us all on all platforms. Um, all right, we'll see you next time, folks. Thank you. See you, thanks, guys. Closes out, Justin.